Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 40 of Reboot Already Underway. I am one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined Wait. again. What? What number? 40. Oh, right, right, because well, we're coming to the end. Oh, everybody, okay. that's, I got you. That's the one, the only, the man whose clever blog name is already taken, Aaron Hahn. Hello. <laughs> and of course, joining us again as always, the man who needs no introduction, David Becker. Cheers. Hello, everyone. <sighs> Guys, if you didn't know, this is Reboot already underway uh, every week. We come together, we talk about movies, we talk about, uh, you know, upcoming movies, we talk about uh, a rotating subject. This week, we're talking about our number one movies of all time, but also... We have a main topic. I don't know if you guys know this. We've only been doing this for 40 weeks. But um, every week we talk about something completely different. This week, we're bringing back a fan favorite, one might say. We're going to be talking about our what favorite... What fan? What fan? What fan? Hey, have... man, it has, it has more views than a lot of them. <laughs> one <laughs> might the say that it. if we give a generous definition of what a, constitutes a fan. Yes, exactly. Or one might case. say that. Yeah, one might. One might. Uh, but guys, that topic, of course, is the favorite uses of songs in film. In a daze, cause I found God, Last time, uh, it was just Aaron and I, actually. David wasn't on that episode. He was often, often about, right. probably in Cuba. Was that when you were in Cuba? Probably. Probably. Um, Maybe. But, uh, yeah, we talked about Aaron and I. Uh, we talked about Time in a Bottle uh, from the X-Men, Days of Future Past, scene with Quicksilver. Uh, we talked about uh, Times They Are Changing from Watchmen. Some other ones that I can't remember because i didn't listen to that episode again <laughs> but those were the two i definitely remember guys what are the <laughs> ones we would like to add oh, my other one was from uh perks of being a wallflower that's heroes right. by david bowie that's right mm-hmm. i don't remember what your other one was it was probably something from scott pilgrim if we're being honest well since you guys already got all your cool stuff out can i leave <sighs> sure get your cool stuff out david so <laughs> i was thinking what's a solid movie what has action and intense fight sequences, but also a killer song to go with it? You know what movie came along into what my movie? mind? What movie? Fifty Shades of Grey. Ooh, fighting sequences, you. yes. <laughs> Aaron, that's oh, not fighting. Aaron, did no one explain this to you? What? Oh, God, but, Aaron. But, but I thought that they, but they were screaming out in pain. I th- Aaron, I, oh, God, you're 21. I Oh God, Aaron! No, no one taught you. Oh God. Oh, oh, okay. The uh, Christian can we, can we walk through this the on Christian the school system <laughs> failed us again. It failed us. <laughs> but anyway, David, what movie came to mind? Kingsman. Oh, you took mine! Dang it! <laughs> yes, that's why I wanted to go first. Okay. And I, I'm sure we have the same fight sequence in the church. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. With that wonderful song, you want to say it? Do you not know what it's called? Pretty sure it's Freebird, yeah, right? Yeah, Freebird by Leonard Skinner. Um, yeah. It's a good one. It's a very good one. You want to go? In, it, it, it's technically your turn. I'll talk about it when it you're is, done. It is my turn. That, for a new one. that fight sequence is so, like, random in the movie. And, and 
like well, like obviously it makes sense, but like it just happens so quickly, and all of a sudden, like the you know, I feel like someone just turns the radio all the way up, and it's like, okay, let's get down, and it's like one of the best <laughs> choreographed fight sequences I've seen in a really long time. It's a good one. When I saw that, when I saw that movie, and I don't know why it fits so perfectly, but it does. It's just like so invigorating. You're just like, God, I need more. I just want to. I want to watch this on the loop. So good. <laughs> it is such a good scene. Um, yeah, it's just that it it starts out and it's in the church. It's it's basically the Westboro Baptist Church. If you, if you couldn't tell what they're going for in that <laughs> scene, um, but uh, yeah, it starts out and you're kind of like, is is that Freebird? Is Freebird playing under this? And, you know, it's that soothing beginning. And then it just, it breaks off. And I don't remember the exact quote, but right when he's like, uh, my sister is like a, a Wiccan, like un- living with her unmarried husband, like which they have a child out of wedlock and he just loses it. Yeah, some ridiculous. And then they just flip the switch. And then that's when the like guitar solo comes in for Freebird. And it's just that perfect moment from like the calmness of that first part of the song just perfectly transitioning from the calmness of that scene and to just the utter ultra-violent chaos that follows. <laughs> that is just so well done. Um, and just, God, yeah, it is just so well choreographed. And the music just flows with it. Um, every time there's a downbeat, someone's getting shot in the head. Um, something's happening. Stabbing people with pews. And, like, it's just such a such an insane scene. I love it. All right. So all we got to say about that one? Well, I'm going to go next because I don't want Aaron to take mine (laughs) just in case. I don't know. I'm not going to take yours because I have ones from films I don't – one of them you haven't seen. The other one I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about – guys, there's a film that has so many songs in it, so many songs. I could choose any of them, and really it would work. That movie is – called Suicide Squad. I'm just kidding. It's the good Suicide Squad, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I was deciding which one goes here. I, I think the Pina Colada song is really good in the moment. I think it's just that, that silent moment. And then the downbeat song starts up. He's blasting out of the, the jail. That one works. But I no, no, no. That's not what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about uh, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. At the very beginning, not the very beginning... Second song in the film, opening credits of the film. And it so perfectly sets the tone for everything that's going to come after. You got Chris Pratt lip-syncing the music, dancing around, grabbing aliens, using them as microphones. Uh, it's just a fun moment at the beginning of an ultimately fun film. And I don't think I've ever seen a song set the tone for a film so quickly as that one did. Um, it was just the perfect bit of different in a Marvel universe that so often feels sterile. You know, it's very much the same. But this movie separated itself from the very opening credits. And I gotta say, that's one of my picks. Yeah, agreed. I mean, that was definitely... You could, like, almost, like, feel the audience, like, coming to the understanding that uh, this was not going to be like all those other Marvel films. I mean, like, it is in many respects, but this is, like, a whole different kind of uh, experience. And I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Incredible scene. It is. 
It is. You know, I was going to use Guardians of the Galaxy, but Jacob took that. Oh, so I don't... Well, if you have a different song from the movie, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's so many songs. No, uh, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one from my heart. It's red. So, I mean, I almost went with a different song from that film. Does it start with a C? No. Never mind. <laughs> See, there's so many. Every song in this movie flows so perfectly. It's it's the antithesis to what happened with uh, Suicide Squad, where James Gunn, man, lovingly like picked these songs out, handpicked them. Um, and from what I've seen, from what we've seen from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the three songs that they're like, this is on Awesome Volume Mix too. You know, you got mm-hmm. the Chain, fantastic song. You got Suffragette City, got a little, bo- little bit of Bowie in there. Like, you can't go without a Bowie. You got Moon Age Daydream, the first one. And then, of course, <laughs> Fox on the Run, which was a perfect song for that second trailer. So, man, James Gunn knocking it out of the park. We don't have Eminem's, the, the two trailer park girls go around the outside playing while they're putting, while they're gearing up. Why this song, guys? Like, all what? your other... <laughs> What? Why or they're like they're like really obvious where it's just like oh Amanda Waller's coming in and they're sympathy playing for the symp- devil. <laughs> uh, sympathy for the devil yeah. and it's like are you the devil and it's like wow yeah. you couldn't be more blunt with it it's either they're too on the nose or just like why did you pick this <laughs> there's no in between for that movie um, and what's they use this oh spirit in the sky is they they use the same one that Guardians did yeah and you're just like you can't you can't do that now no like. Come on. <laughs> Although, I'll give them this. Spirit in the Sky was not in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was just on the soundtrack. They cut it. So. Well, I mean, still, but yeah. still. Like, yeah. it's credit where credit is due. Already. It's bit. like, there's enough songs. Find some <laughs> new ones. That's, that's the problem with the soundtrack, though, is that they're going for like all these obvious choices. Yeah. Whereas the Guardians soundtrack was like, here's all these hits that people forgot about. We're bringing them back to the uh, attention yeah, of it's, the cu- larger culture. It's straight just a time capsule from that from his time on Earth. It's fantastic. Um, anyway, Aaron, what what is your one of your picks? Well, I look for a new uh, one because David stole mine and I stole David's. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I just found fairly, one, so okay. I'm gonna be fairly quick with this one because okay. this is one from a film I don't think either of you have seen, and that is Blue Velvet. The David Lynch film. I believe it's on the list. It so is on the list. You've seen I've, it yet. Yeah, I've not seen it. No. Um, now, so is the, the song is the, the song Blue Velvet. The song is Blue Velvet. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was named after the song. Yeah. Song it, was named after the song, or the movie was named. The, after the movie the was named after the song. Aha. <laughs> a song being named after a song. Genius. Song. It's happened more probably. Oh, I'm sure, sure it has. Sure it anyway. But yeah, it's just. It's the the way he uses the song, the way Lynch uses the song in the film. It just perfectly uh, encapsulates like the theme of the movie, which is kind of like this exposure of like the corrupt, the like corruption and uh, stuff in what like appears on the surface level, like a normal, typical kind of suburban town kind of thing, and then the you know the corruption, the immorality that's lingering beneath the surface and so he brings in this blue velvet song which on like a service reading is kind of like this you know great uh love romantic song 
but then the way he incorporates it into the mo- into the movie, it's like it takes on just this ominous atmosphere that just you know like it's it's such a intoxicating movie like many of Lynch's films are where he just has like this perfect control over his tone that you just like drawn into this insane world that he builds and I and just the way he uses this song the way it recurs over the course of this movie is just it's 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 seductive you know you're just like you're drawn into this crazy world that he's building and into the lingering darkness you know underneath what appears to be this like wholesome surface image so just incredible awesome it's enjoyable i'm i'm excited to watch this movie after I watched Mulholland Drive, a film I still haven't gotten to, <laughs> but that's all right. That's it'll right. happen. Um, Got to watch it before they take it off Netflix, though, because I don't know how long it's going to stay on still there. Still have it on Criterion Collection. I feel like we talk oh, about this every time. <laughs> I always forget you have it, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, who buys Criterion Blu-rays? They're so expensive. Do, they are expensive. Jacob. I finally opened them. There is some cool stuff in there, though. There like, is. Like, yeah, I have the Mulholland Drive one as well. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, 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 yeah, I was I was just joking when I said who was. Oh, okay. No, anyway, I, no, I, I, I haven't some. looked. I haven't looked in the Mulholland Drive one because I don't want to be spoiled on that. I looked in the Doctor Strange Love one though, and there's like it just has like a case like a case file in it. It's like this is cool. Good job, whoever did this. Um, anyway, David, what is your second one? So my second song is from a movie called Dope. Okay. I've talked you know. to you guys about the. You have seen Dope? Yeah. How'd you like it? Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I think we had that I, conversation. Yeah, right? we, we've had this. Yeah, conversation I remember, on I the remember, podcast. I saw it, and then I told you guys to go see it. I don't know if you saw it yet. No, I had seen guys. it. I think I had seen it. Yeah, Aaron had seen it. David it. had just seen it. I have not seen it. Ah. Well, it's from Dope, and it's the song is from their like iconic like weird punk band. Like, you know the scene when they're at the party, and, like, they're playing at the party, and Aaron, Internet Aaron's face is very it's, peculiar it's not, right now. Well, I, I can't, uh, I saw this a while ago, so I don't know no. exactly what scene you're talking about. Well, okay, about. well, the, the, basically, the, um, the the main kids in the in the movie are all, are in this weird punk band that they practice in after school. Where they also have to sell drugs. It's a really weird right, right. movie. It's a great movie, but um, I th- I believe the song is called Oreo, and it it was made by Pharrell Williams. So I just read I just read you know off my great research that I just did five minutes ago. <laughs> but um, it's, like at the time, like so what happens is is they're like they're really getting down to the meat and potatoes of what they need to do in order to like get. Like, cause I can't spoil this movie. So like, they're trying to like deal with the main problem of the movie. But so like, it has major. So the song starts playing it, and it starts with them playing the song, and then it cuts to them like at this party, and them like working at school, and it just all flows really well. And it's always just like really funny to see them watch them play the song and like see how they progress through their plot problems. And it was just, it was, I remember I really liked the song, but I just remember I'm like, 
I, it's the three that are like most peculiar kids. Like, why are you all three in a punk band? It makes no sense at all, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I saw this a while ago, so I can't, I, I just can't remember the particulars of that scene. Yeah. But it was a great movie, so I'm just going to assume that its use of the song was great as well. Indeed it was. They, in the, they had ASAP Rocky in the movie. I mean, how can you not like this movie? I don't know who that is. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jacob, do you want me to blab on some more while you find another song? No, or, I have, I have or... one. Um, huh. Maybe not a conventional pick. If given more time to pick <laughs> another one, I probably wouldn't pick this. But wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Is it Goofy Goober Rock, the SpongeBob SquarePants? Movie? No, <laughs> that is... wasn't that was an original song though. It doesn't count. Technically right? not. I mean, it's a it's like a parody of. It's a parody. Well, of rock, yeah, so. I know, but 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 I, it didn't say original song. It just said song. Well, I assumed that what we meant was songs that existed outside of the movies, and then the movies used it. Yeah. Um. But my pick, I'm looking at a movie, <laughs> The Big Short. Another movie that really knows how to pick its songs. Um, the one I'm going to okay. going to choose from it though is uh, Lithium, it, which is a cover of a Nirvana song. And the people who do it in The Big Short, and I always forget their name. I think it's the Poly Polyphonic Spheres. Is how their name goes. Yeah, the Polyphonic Spree. Polyphonic Spree. Um, this is right at the point of the movie where everything's falling apart. Things start to fail. Um, the, the tension is at its highest. And there's no better song to pick for that than Lithium. A song that is so filled with tension, so filled with angst, so filled with aggression. Um, it's, it's just perfect. And then they use clips from the video as well. And there's the choir singing it. And there's something so eerie about picking the song for this moment. Um, that... And I think picking the polyphonic spree instead of the Nirvana version is good. I like both versions. I think I actually might like the polyphonic spree version better. Um, Whoa, tread lightly. Tread lightly, Jacob. <laughs> I like Nirvana, of course. But there's something so utterly unsettling about the singer's voice um, that just fits perfectly into this scene. And... Again, this is I didn't, I didn't really plan what I was going to say about this one, but uh, it's just that moment where you're like, things are going to turn bad now. Th- things are not... This is where it all starts to fall apart, and th- it was just a perfect song choice, I think, for that um, sentiment that they were going for. So, But yeah, the whole song, again, knows how to pick its music. The whole song. The whole movie knows how to pick its music. Um <laughs> Especially Master of Puppets when uh, Christian Bale's character is playing that on the drums. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a great moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, hey, this is relevant. <laughs> anyway, um, Aaron, what is your second choice? Uh, my second choice, have you guys seen, I'm not, I'm not sure, have you guys seen Reservoir Dogs? No, I haven't. No. Alright. Well. Oh, stuck in the middle with you, isn't it? Stuck, yeah, stuck okay, sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't you mean to steal your thunder. Are you familiar with the scene, then? Oh, I know the scene. Yeah, it's parodied in, like, everything. Okay, yeah. There's an Always Sunny parody of it, too. There, yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. That was just recently, right? 
Mm-hmm. That was like this last it's season. The leprechaun oh yeah, because it was the leprechaun episode. But yeah, so I, I missed I missed out on that pair. Like I watched the episode, but I missed out on it. So, oh, you gotta watch, watch Reservoir Dogs. It's you a, would you would enjoy it, David. You like the Jan- you like you Django would, Unchained. It's a Quint- it's Quentin Tarantino's first film. Oh, interesting. So, I think you would definitely enjoy it. But yeah, it's just such a great use of the song because uh just the the dissonance between like the kind of cheerful attitude of the song and then yeah. what's actually happening on screen uh i'm not sure how much i want to if that's a spoiler it's a pretty iconic scene at this point it's a torture scene yeah, it's, say, yeah. It, 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 there's it's a torture scene so it's just a wonderful juxtaposition between the the song and the you know really gory torture that's it's like well gory and, you know what i mean like it's not like saw levels of gore but it's like a <laughs> more realistic gore very brutal yeah brutal realistic yeah yeah so it's just all right every time i listen to that song now i instantly <laughs> think of that scene so i think that is like the sign of a good use of a song in a film is if you like can't separate the association anymore yeah. So, I agree. Also, my I I bought this on iTunes, the song Steelers Wheel, of course. And right. my uh like when it shows up on my phone, the album artwork is from Reservoir Dogs. So, I'm like, all right, I didn't even get it from their actual album. I just bought it from the soundtrack, I guess. Whatever. Mm. Um Good job, Jacob. Hey man. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole soundtrack is actually pretty great, but that was the highlight of it. All right. Well, guys, let's move on to what can only be known as the upcoming movies of the week. Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Guys, we have one that I am hella excited for. <laughs> One of my most anticipated films of the year, and then two that looked like absolute trash. <laughs> well, you know where Aaron stands she on this one, everyone. <laughs> um, let's let's end with a good one, that one that is probably going to be good. Um, All right, so, so then we have to start with Get Out, then, right? Are you going to be hating on Get Out too? Please tell me you're no, not going to be hating on no, Get Out. I'm I'm one hundred percent. On board for Get Out. Well, now we're okay, on. It. We're okay. already on it. Let's talk about Get All Out. Right, well, well, now we have to talk about. I was, anyway. I was being facetious. I was oh, like, I got like, you. Oh, like screw you guys. My copy is good. Internet like you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Get Out looks fantastic. Phenomenal. And, um, I, and when I watched The Walking Dead, supposedly, uh, you know. The commercial promoting Get Out said that it got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that still it, accurate? Yeah, it or does. It's, it's accurate? accurate, but it's like it doesn't have that many reviews yet. It has 19 at so, the Yeah. So, I mean, that will obviously, presumably, decrease somewhat. Yeah. I still think it will be very highly rated. Oh, yeah. But it's not going to remain at 100. But, yeah, I'm back. I remember the minute I saw this... Uh, trailer i was like yep when's it coming out sign me up mm-hmm. jacob it comes out this week and yeah you want to go yeah. see it yes and i also want to go see um we talked about last week uh, the cure to wellness have now, you seen it yet now david would you rather see fist fight or cure for wellness 
I have to see Fist Fight with Marie, so, so okay. I want to see Kira Wellness now, with you. Because here's the thing, guys, a little, little inside baseball I'm throwing at you right now. Wednesdays, I go to movies in the morning. So I guess I'll go Don't see... Don't see Fist Fight. Don't do it. Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> no, um, no. I'm going to see Fist Fight in the morning. It's Why Movie Wednesday, Aaron. It's Why Movie yeah. Wednesday. And then uh, when you get out of class or whatever, <sighs> let's go see Cure for Wellness. All right. Let's do it. Don't. Double feature for me, but one for you. Now, here's the thing. Cure for Wellness, two and a half hours long. Anything is going to seem a reasonable length after what I watched this week. <laughs> So, um, anyway, I, get out. So, my Wednesday's booked. Not under Wednesday. Get awesome. out. Get out. Well, get out's Friday, but yeah. Well, that's what we're doing Friday, or at some point this weekend. Um, so, get out. Jordan Peele, directing. Uh, is this his first directing job? Well, like his Did he first, direct Keanu? Uh, feature, I think. I don't know if he did any... Now I'm wondering if you so, did Keanu. I'm, I'm sure when you do a when you do a sketch comedy show, I'm sure you have plenty yeah. of opportunities to just jump in for a sketch here and there. So yeah, um, but, but I'm anyway, not sure. This is going. I remember to be... first seeing this trailer and like being thoroughly like creeped out and just like the, the brutal like I don't want, I want to say honesty of like the trailer and like the characters and what they try to like show to i don't know what the main guy is but like when they actually tell him to get out just like the the pure fear that they like show i'm just like i i want to see what's going on mm-hmm. yeah i just i just love it it feels like such a it's going to be such an interesting like directorial vision because you know obviously he uh his entire career basically has been spent in comedy and there yeah. is that like comedic you know like little there's a tint of it yeah, there's it's there, but it's also a horror movie, and it's just it seems like it's going to be a very interesting balance. Is it is it a horror movie or is it a psychological it's, thriller? I'm saying it's genre. probably leaning towards thriller slash social horror. Is probably is if that's a new thing that we can <laughs> coin right now. Let's coin that. I guess. Trademarked. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's very interesting, and plus, as soon as you get. Uh, as soon as you get, uh, gosh, what's his name? What is his name? Who's why, name? Why can't I find him? Oh, Bradley Whitford. As soon as you get him, you know there's going to be a little bit of comedy in there. Dude Wait, is, who is he? Uh, is he he's the, the dad, dad, isn't he? He's the dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, he's one of those actors where you're like, I know him from somewhere, but I don't know his I name. Know, I think he's um. in, have you guys seen What About Bob? Yes. I have not seen I think what he's About the Bob. Third. I think he's the therapist in What About Bob? The dad and the therapist? What? Yeah. I'll check. Let me, let me... I got it. I got it. Just keep talking. He look. I don't know why. That, I, that just popped in my mind, but I think he is. Baby Steps? Is that not him? Uh, look baby up, Steps? What? And what is... Have you not seen What About Bob? <laughs> I've seen What About Bob. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's so not question. him. <laughs> it's definitely no, not him. I, um, that's why I was confused. I was, but you know what? You know what he is in Aaron that you automatically know once you see him. Not to take this movie seriously is Cabin in the Woods, and he is fantastic in Cabin that's, in the Woods. That's where I recognize him from. Yeah, then. that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Okay. So my so my question is this um this movie obviously has a race factor in it. 
Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mind what? blown. <laughs> what? I feel like Eric at the think... beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Wait, they're not so fighting? My, qu <laughs> my question is, do you think the directorial choice of, of having that is going to be, like, is it going to be good? Or is, is it going to work for it or against it in 2017? With I think I think everything... <laughs> Well, with everything that's happening, I'm being very general and very non-specific. Automatically, just... just look at any of the comments on Flickster or on IMDb, and it's filled with racists. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know quite exactly what you're asking, no. but like, do I think this movie will be successful? Yes, I think there's a yeah. lot of hype surrounding. It. I think a lot of people are very interested in watching it. Yes. Do I think there will it will get a lot of backlash from people? Including, we can't even rule out the possibility of an angry tweet from a certain uh, high-profile government <laughs> employee. I don't think it's we can not rule out it out. the realm of possibility. Um, so I'm not sure what exactly you're trying to get at, but I do think that well, the I'm not necessarily aspect is going to be one of the best parts of this film. Yeah. You know. It has, well, it has a voice to say part. something. I hope the movie's the best part of the film. But uh, well, that's, it's that's, a part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, I mean, David, movies are just a series of things. <laughs> it's, it's not like a movie is just a movie. But I feel like this movie has a voice and a chance to say something, and I think it's really going to go for it, um, which is more than you can say for a lot of movies. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm very excited for this movie. Um, I probably will not watch it till dvd just because movies are so expensive around me i have to conserve all oh God, my money this, but this 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 complaint every time movie tickets are too expensive they are too Aaron, just aaron's you, 21 buddy. now he's got to save all his money for the, the bar scene that's true that is also very expensive yeah okay. it's awful i've gone to bars past two weekends oh god mm-hmm Guys. I went I went this past weekend, but luckily my friend paid for me as a late birthday gift. Classic. <laughs> I need friends like yours. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about the middling one. That looks bad, but maybe not as bad as the No, these other these next two both look absolutely horrendous. Okay, they do, but, but one of them looks way worse than the other. Let's talk about Collide first. It um, looks absolutely awful. It yes. looks it looks absolutely dreadful. I agree. I just watched a trailer for it like an hour ago in preparation, and it I I hate it. I hate it so much. What is this one about? It's some kind of it, it's, it's one of those like heist. generic action movies where yeah. it's just like oh his girlfriend needs a operation, so he needs to get into like this. <laughs> he needs to go back to his. Uh, stealing whatever he's supposed to be what's stealing the, uh, what's the quote from from hot rod her conveniently priced surgery <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, we got nicholas holt we got felicity jones we got anthony hopkins got, we got yeah, ben kingsley why is anthony hopkins and ben is ben kingsley right yeah yeah why are they in this movie i don't know why is Felicity why, Jones why in this movie? Why is Nicholas Holt it's in these so movies? So beneath them, it's beneath all four of them, honestly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> they're all good actors and good actress. But what is this? What is this movie? Why did you make this? But but basically, like, 
it's when we first got the part where it's like, oh, his girlfriend needs a liver transplant or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that's cliche. And then you get to like <laughs> later on the trailer, and they're like, the after he like wrongs Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins like sends men to kidnap his girlfriend, and he has to go rescue his girlfriend from the bad people. I was like, I just hate this movie, like. <laughs> Why? Why do we need another one of these cliche action films about the guy who has to get back into his life of crime and then has to rescue his girlfriend who has nothing to do in the film except for being kidnapped? And it's like, I've seen this a hundred times before. Taken four. (laughs) The liver transplant one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... Movie. Plus the fact that it's been pushed back like multiple times already is not exactly a sign of confidence. Oh no, no confidence in within them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guys, what about Rock Dog? Have we all seen the trailer for Rock Dog? <laughs> What's what? Um, <laughs> I almost lost it when I, I I saw it in front of Moana, and I was yeah, just too. like lost in that theater. <laughs> Um, so bad. I cannot believe this is a movie that exists. <laughs> it's like, all right, so these, it, it would be like if Sing and what what would the second part to that equation be? Norm of the North? Norm of the North? I don't know. I've not seen that. Does anyone remember Norm of the North? I remember it existing. Just came out last but... year. <laughs> So yeah, so, sure. I'll I'm take sorry your word for I reminded it. people that it exists. It would be like if those two movies were one. So in the trailer, in the trailer itself, it spoils one of its own big plot points, where it's like my dad doesn't want me to go to the city, but then like two seconds later, in its own trailer, the dad's like, "I'm cool with it, son. You go." <laughs> it's like, why would you do this in your trailer? <laughs> what is this? Why is J.K. Simmons in? <laughs> Why is Russell Brandon? You know, I think I found my new career. What? Uh, I'm gonna be an early. Um, I'm gonna be the early screener, early screener of trailers. Yeah. So, like, I'm gonna watch just like all the like the trailers. Like, okay, is is this good? Like, is this what the people like want? I'm gonna be like. So I could be like, yep, this is exactly what they need. Be like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, I know you, your movie's awful, but like... You no, know, you, you, you can do that right now. You're just not going to get paid for it. See, that, that's... Not cheaper. a paid position, but nah. they do how You can find those surveys online and stuff. Uh, so, people go where the money are, Aaron. I guess let what? Me, <coughs> let me read the, the that, cast list here of people that were, I'm assuming, tricked into being in this movie. Like this feels like like a like well, a, I mean, like a as, as voice actors, they did, probably didn't see the animation beforehand. Yeah. So I mean, it's a little bit understandable they didn't what understand is, that it looked like absolute Rock, garbage. Rock, Rock dog. dog. So we've got J.K. Simmons, tricked. Luke Wilson, tricked. Actually, I kind of believe he, he would be in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie Izzard. Did it? I kind of believe him too. Louis Black. Is it is it bad that I've never even seen the trailer for no, this movie? No, it's better no. for you. <laughs> Thank God I um, haven't. Oh my Keenan Thompson, May Whitman, Jorge Garcia, <laughs> Jorge. No, 
<laughs> Matt Dillon and Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott is in this movie. <laughs> Why? Who? Because it's a, it's a, it's a dog, and all he's ever dreamed of is rocking, rocking out. <laughs> um, what was the? Oh, there's like a part in the trailer where it's like from the co-director of Toy Story Two. Like that's not a selling point. You can't just say the co-director of a really like the worst of the Toy Story movies and then be like, here you okay. go. Whoa, okay. whoa, 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 whoa! Hold it right there. What? First of all, is the second. Of the three, no, it, both in in no. the order of release and in order of quality. Aaron, let me let and, me lay this down for you. Aaron. No, 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 pause, pause, pause. Okay, three, I'm two, one. No, one, three, two. Are you? You cannot put one first. Uh, yeah, you can. No, it's called but... being intelligent, Aaron. <laughs> David, you know, break this tie for us. Where, where are we sitting at? Aaron is what? Three, one. two, one. And three, I'm two, one, one three, what are you two. At? One, three, two. I'm one, two, three. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Rock dog. But I'll, Don't but, see but, it. But, okay, let me, let me say something. Okay. okay. I feel like we've ranked Even these movies on the what, podcast what, Whatever. <laughs> yes, we have. We, okay. We went through this <laughs> argument. Have. Even quote unquote supposedly, according to some people, the worst Toy Story movie is still very good. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. So when you say, "Oh, like when Jacob was like throwing out, oh, this is the worst one," I'm like, it "That's is still the a great worst movie, of the three. Even if you it's think still it is fantastic, the worst one. but it's not the worst one, and that's my point, guys. And guys, 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 I'm, th- I, I'm gonna say go. Everyone say their order, and then we're gonna move on. Ready, set, go. One, two, three. Three, two, Bye. one. Why are we doing this? Oh, what are you doing, Jake, now he doesn't get an opinion. Now, now that that's all. Off Guys, let's move on to what have we been watching this week? <laughs> oh, it damn well hurts. Certainly it hurts. Well, what's the trick then? The trick, William Potter, is not minding that it hurts. I understand that we wouldn't want you to do that. We know it's against the law for you to say anything. If there's some way you could warn us to hold on the story, we'd appreciate it. I'd really like to help you, but I can't. Look, I'm going to count to ten, all right? If you don't mind... Actually, David, you should probably go first. Aaron and I both have very long lists. Not very probably. long. But... Seven movies uh, each. That's a long list. Yeah, but I don't... I try to keep it short. Oh, don't we all, Aaron? Like, some, <laughs> Whoa. some participants Aaron, here. Aaron, you got to remember... I'm going to name when, names, but... you got to remember that when David isn't on this podcast, we go for, like, three hours. So you got to remember, yeah. you and I are the problems here. <laughs> We're the ones who make it long. <laughs> or and, is it just... And I am the solution, Internet. Always remember, I make things better. David, no, I'm not going to say that. David, what is your list this week? <laughs> Aaron, do you got so, what I was putting... Do you get what I'm putting down? <laughs> okay. David, what do you got? This week, I am officially on season five of Dexter. And that's when it starts to go downhill. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I Dave coughed. just coughed. He, I he, muted. He muted I muted. Just so everyone knows, David muted his mic, but uh, we're all good now. Returning to the podcast. Season four definitely caught me. 
I was like the twist at the end of season four, Aaron. Like, yeah, it's wasn't expect twist. wasn't expecting it. I was like rattled, I almost teared up. I'm, I was emotionally invested. Yeah, and I, I, and, I, and I didn't know I was emotionally invested with that. Mm-hmm. No, I and agree. Now, it's a very good ending for the season. But I'm also just telling you, like, that is the last good point in the show. Because it's now, also in, uh, that's the point where they switch uh, showrunners. What do you mean, like? The the person, the, the showrunner, who's basically the person in charge of the overall vision of the show. Basically, ah. kind of like the director of a TV show, in a sense. But not actually the director like, of that kind of thing. Yeah, so like, okay. But the person who is giving the vision that everyone else is trying to carry out, essentially. Is this a paid position? Yeah, of course it is. Why can't I be a showrunner when I grow up? You you can be. He's so inspired to be. I mean, sounds like good. But yeah, so season one, one through four, season one and four are the best. Three's awful, two's not bad. Pretty much agree, exactly. Only three is not considered completely awful in my book just because by comparison to the later four seasons well it looks better well right now three's awful just i like can't four. call it ab- absolute trash because then you have to consider what season eight would be <laughs> and season eight <laughs> but yeah, how do you so go lower than absolute like trash three episodes in season five and they're, so you know they're they're setting stuff up and i don't know how they how i feel about new character that was introduced i guess mm-hmm. like the the the, the, girl, the girl that he's yeah what else out. is she in what else is she in uh, i forget who she is she's pretty famous right time to do a look yeah. up what's her name what? what's her name i don't know her name i don't in dexter I just what know. is her name in dexter uh gwyneth gwyneth i'll look her up gwyneth let it yeah it's really weird Keep talking. But yeah, season season five. It's like it. It's not. It's too terrible. early to tell. For, it's too early for me to tell right now. Right, and mm-hmm. but like that's kind of like how I felt at the beginning of the show of the of that season though. Is I was like, I'm not sure. I quite like where they're going with this. Like it's not bad, but it's just like not as interesting. I guess of a direction that they could have taken. Yeah, and I feel like. I feel like that's, like, the problem with this show is that, like, well, okay, with any show, it's like, oh, it's got to keep you interested. But, like, sometimes, like, the things that happen to Dexter, I'm just like, that's not that big of a deal. Or, like, why do I need to see it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, some of the things that, like, they really, like, stress about the show, I'm like, this isn't needed. It doesn't, it, like help any story arcs it doesn't like increase any character development so that's gonna get real bad in these last four seasons is they're gonna have storylines that have no relevance whatsoever especially when they do go off with like the side characters like they just get so pointless after a while anything that doesn't directly involve dexter yeah i can't find it that can't be her real name i don't know i don't know who she is yeah it's okay it's not a big deal all right uh, yeah, and I was gonna. Yeah, by the way, Jacob, you, you, I think I was gonna watch. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to watch Donnie Darko. Uh-huh. And then I think I only you only gave me the director's cut. No, the director's cut and the theatrical are on the same disc. Oh, you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll ask you which one you want to play. All right. Because it looked like there was like two disc spots and the disc has director's cut on it, so. The 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 case itself says director's cut on it. So, I don't know. I'll look it up. I'll, yeah. I'll see if I don't have the other disc sitting around or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was going to watch, but, yeah, but then I saw that, and you guys were like, no, i got to watch the OG yeah, cut. I think theatrical Definitely. is, just put it in your PS4 and see what it asks, because yeah. I think the theatrical is included on that disc. All right, but, but, yeah, so I did not watch Johnny Darko, but I did watch The Walking Dead. How's that going for you? Aaron, you caught up yet? Nope. I don't think Aaron's um, ever going to be caught to, up I'm again. I'm pretty much just going to wait for Netflix at this point. Yeah. So it was it was a good episode, except I saw one, two cases of the worst green screen I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, did you hear about how like they had like a painted backdrop like on an episode? Like I didn't watch this, but I heard this. Maybe but, like, that's what I saw. Well, like, because it was, like, something, like, they were, like, standing in a doorway or something, and the inside of the house was just, like, a painted backdrop. Oh, <laughs> they didn't have a real house. Oh, I didn't, no, I didn't hear that. I, I just saw that on the internet, and I did, so I didn't and know I if didn't, it was true or not. And I didn't realize it, so I guess it's over. Or maybe I didn't. Yeah, but, like, what happened in this, like, there was just, like, this super close-up on Rick's face, and, like, he's, like, standing on top of this hill, and I think it's, and... It, you're supposed to see like how big this area is or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it's green screen, and it's the like I've seen episode three. Like then this was worse. I was like, what? And like the kid I was watching, like I watched with my buddy, he's like, what? Is, like is that was that green screen? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, oh, he said some <laughs> stuff that's probably not appropriate, but. And, and then they so they did it once. I was like, well, why did they do that? And then like ten minutes later in that episode, they show that like the same exact shot. I was like, why is it back? And why is Rick creepily smiling at me? Like this is just a weird shot. Like the episode was fine, but like just those two. Like and this is super nitpicky. But I was just like, why did this need to happen? And why? Like this is 2017. Like. <laughs> and Walking Dead probably has one of the biggest budgets ever. For a TV show, I'm assuming. Pretty close. Yeah, I, they I mean, that and Game of Thrones, I'm assuming, at this point. Yeah, and and, and they went with a green screen? Oh, I mean, I don't know. But, I digress. That's about literally all I want. Because I picked up Fire Emblem Heroes on my uh, phone, and I've been grinding that out. It's really nice. fun. So, if Jacob or Aaron wants to step in now. Mind if I go, Aaron? Because I probably still have less than you, because you watched some TV that I didn't. Probably. That's my guess. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I'm going to start with the a film that I was going to watch last week and its sequel. Let's start with John Wick. Um, a film that I've heard for, like, years since it was released that it's great. And I gotta say, it's good. Um... You complain because there wasn't any comedy in this action That's not movie. what I'm That's saying. Funny. That's not what I'm saying. This is what David no, asked. No, we got in a, No, we, no, no. No, we got no, in no, no. Let me, let me, you, mm-hmm. you completely missed the point of what I was saying. You're like, 
is it one of the best action movies you've seen? And I'm like, that's hard to place because other action movies aren't just straight action movies. This movie is a straight action movie. I've not seen many films like this that are just this. Because, like, Kingsman, that's an action movie, but also has, like, comedic elements. This movie is just straight action, so there's nothing to compare it to. And David took that to mean that I was upset this film didn't have any comedy. <laughs> that's that's not, what you mean. That's not what I mean. So this is my well, problem with John I, Wick. And then I went on... And then I asked you about, like, okay, just on a purely action basis, is this the best action movie you've seen? And then you were no, just like, there's probably. no comedy. I was like, I don't know what you want. <laughs> anyway. Um, my So John Wick, fantastic cinematography, um, fantastic choreography, uh, great direction, um, an interesting from performance from Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu Reeves just does Keanu Reeves at this point, and we're all like, <laughs> okay, that's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, I read an interesting article on the AV Club about how John Wick uses the emptiness in Keanu Reeves. To really I was just sure. going to bring up that I saw that article, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't read it because I hadn't seen these films. Right. But I was going to mention it to you. But I think, I think that's an interesting point, and I can respect where they're coming from on that. Um, but my problem with John Wick, and I think they fix it in the sequel, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, is that it's just missing something, and I don't know what. It, there's just something. Was it comedy? It's not comedy. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> tough. That's not what I'm trying to say. But was it a rock dog? Yeah, it was missing a rock dog. I needed a rock dog. There is a dog. It's one of the freaking cutest dogs I've ever seen in my life, which if you know how what John Wick is about... And they kill his dog. So it's like one of the most depressing scenes in film ever. We're like, that is the cutest dog ever. And oh, now the puppy's dead. Thanks, movie. Um, but yeah, everything that follows, pretty great. Or pretty good. I don't think it's till number two that it gets great. But it, it sets up an interesting world. Um, basically, like, what if all of these assassins just had an underground kind of... Like, so there's a hotel in the movie where if you're in the hotel, you can't kill each other. There, there's a hit. There can be a hit on you, but you can't kill each other in the hotel. So you have to take it off, off grounds. And if you do do stuff in the hotel, they kill you. So it's just kind of this interesting meta world, um, interesting secret society type stuff that uh, really got me sold for the second one. So when I did go and see the second one, and they basically improved upon everything that was in the first one... I was... Besides the comedy aspect? Oh my god, I hate you so much! <laughs> does that one have a rock dog? That one does have what a rock dog, about the rock yes. dog? There's a rock dog oh, okay. in that one. Um, Good. <laughs> so, John Wick 2. Subtitled, Still Angry About His Dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Uh, it, it basically starts where the first one leaves off, um, and then eventually leads into its own story. And I think the story that it does pose is pretty good. Uh, I mean, the story's not why you're going to see these movies, let's be honest, but it's always the part that was interesting to me. Um, it, it builds more on the world. It introduces things like, like blood oaths and stuff like that. Um, and just really shows the scope of this secret society of assassins, which is fantastic. Um, and again, choreography, outstanding. Um, the action sequences are just so layered and so well done. Um, Keanu Reeves 
is like born to be an action star, I think. This is where his second his second attempt at this character really proves it. I'm like, awesome. This is what you're meant to do because dang it, man, we just can't take you seriously anywhere else. And Well, uh, I was reading an article where it said that Keanu Reeves did about 98% of all of his own stunts in this movie. Yeah, that's believable. I mean, he doesn't do anything like super heroic or anything. He, he's It's just like normal people stuff for the most part, you know, except for with murder killing <laughs> brutally yeah with the, the i saw he killed someone with a pencil is that normal people stuff oh man the pencil gag is recurring throughout the whole series it's good um but the only the part where this movie lacks I, oh i want to also say first one part of what it's lacking is like varied set pieces all of them feel very similar um mostly just due to like uh, similar settings, similar lighting, similar uh, camera work. Number two fixes that by varying its settings quite a bit. Um, you never really get too attached to one place because this is a film that takes place in several locations and each of them has their own feel, their own... Um, killing Again, their own lighting. Yeah, their own killing. Uh, their own lighting, their own cinematography. It's very interesting. I was very interested in the camera work and the technical aspects of these films um but yeah uh where, where number two is lacking though i think is that motivations aren't as high in this one like the first one it's like killed his dog and like that may seem like not a lot but like when you see the movie you understand why he goes ballistic because they killed his dog um and this one i like i get it but also it's not quite the same height of motivation. And I don't know. I, I still liked it, though. I still thought that... I'm on board. I'm on board for the, the trilogy that they proposed since the original. Um, 2020, man. I'm, I'm excited for John Wick Chapter 3. Um, if we live that long. If we live that long. That's, your, that's assuming <laughs> we make it that long. Um yeah, um, I just think these are movies that if you enjoy action films, you'll enjoy them. Um, not best movie ever, not worst movie ever, sitting at number two out of the five movies I've seen this year from 2017. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Wait I, till I, you see I Fist Fight. It's going to be number one. Oh, God. Fist Fight is going to be... Oh, uh, can't be worse than Rings. So, hey, I'll give them that. Can't be worse than Sausage Party. Um, Sausage Party was a good movie. Um, all right, so that's John Wick. I couldn't. I thought it had something else, but I can't remember now. John Wick, recommend. Aaron, you'll like him. David, you'll like him. Um, yeah, just good. I mean, to get to them. So yeah, good classic feeling action films. Um, so there's that. <sighs> now let's talk about a classic. I watched two classics last night. Let's start with the 1976 classic, All the President's Men. Oh, okay. Finally watched that. Aaron. Good timing. Yeah. Good timing. <laughs> Interesting timing. <laughs> no, have you seen All the President's Men, Aaron? Yeah. I okay. recommended it to you. Did you? It was on the list. Oh, is it on the list? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the list that much. Well, I have seen All the President's Men now. Oh my God, this movie is amazing. This movie 
is amazing, Aaron. So thank you for recommending it to me, even though I don't remember you recommending it. Um, I, I pose a question to you, Aaron. I, I pose a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was a time. There was a time. 1976. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, were, we were a young country. Been around yeah, for only, about only 200, 200 years, years old at that point. Uh, <laughs> 200 years young. 200 years young. Yep. And at that point in time, Dustin Hoffman still had a good career. Do you remember this? I, yes, I do. Do you remember he used to be a good actor? I, I do, yes. He used to be fantastic. <laughs> Whatever happened to <laughs> Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> it's like what I was talking about with uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in The Godfather oh, yeah. Part 2. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, uh, All the President's Men. This is, the mo- this is a movie... I think I need to watch it again because everything in this movie is just like things are happening constantly. It's such a breakneck speed for such a like I don't want to say non-involving because it is involving, but it's very it's more cerebral. You have to be listening, you have to be reading, you have to be um, on top of it. Not really much is being spelled out to you through visuals, um, but. For what it's worth, even though I don't think I caught everything, there are moments where I'm like, why are they doing this? I'm sure it's explained. I just, it's, it's yeah, hard same for me to keep here. up. You can sometimes get lost. Yeah. Um, especially with the names, because you got to keep those names straight or else you lose like everything. Um, but I will be watching this again, not like soon or anything, but this is like such a fantastic movie. If not in my top 20, at least 30. This is just a fantastic film um right down to all the performances there are moments in this movie aaron i say aaron because he's seen this i mean david you too um there are moments in this movie i have not seen this right but i'm saying i'm talking to both of you (laughs) i just say aaron i appreciate i appreciate you including this yeah i'm sorry (laughs) um no go on i apologize there are moments in the dialogue uh that where you can now, I don't know if this was written in. This is something that I would be interested in researching. I don't know if they, the little stumbles, the little uh, screw-ups in their dialogue were written in, or if they, were just, they just used those takes where they maybe messed up their lines a little bit. But I feel like where in a normal movie, you'd be like, that, that's not okay. In this movie, it feels so real. All of their dialogue feels so... Like, they are their characters. And I think that's really helped by those moments where uh, Robert Redford kind of stumbles over a name, and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, this name. Uh, you know, switches over. Uh, not him, this person. Or uh, he's, he's like, well, now what about, what about Watergate? No, I'm sorry. Watergate. I can't think of other examples right now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's moments like that where I'm, I'm just sold on it. I'm sold on uh, the accuracy of these characters um, and who they're playing. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I love this movie. Um, the whole time I'm mm-hmm. watching it, I'm like, I have to thank this movie for films like Spotlight, another film that I absolutely love. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is, I would definitely say that, like, this is, like, the gold standard for, like, those kind of, like, journalistic, yeah. you know, exposing, corrupt, er, exposing corruption movies. Yeah. Like, this is, the number one dude it's 
there are just moments in this movie where, like, according to Woodward and Bernstein, the actual people, this movie is fairly realistic. Uh, they kept mostly to it. There are a few things people have been absorbed into one character instead of multiple, stuff like that, that they're like, meh, that's not accurate. But, uh, just but some of that is like kind of necessary to yeah. get a movie moving faster. Right. Um, but there are moments where they're just talking on the phone to someone and they're like, oh, there's the moment where he's like, hey, uh, I just want to look up, do you remember this person coming into the library? Can you give me what they checked out? All this stuff. And she's like, yeah, let me check. Comes back two seconds later. No, I don't remember them ever being in here. Like, what? It's just those moments like, who got to her that quickly? This is how deep this thing goes. And it's, man, there are just moments like that. And then he's like, oh, yeah, how, well, they said something about, uh, you know, we're not involved in Watergate, any of that. And they're like, well, that, yeah, they just answered your question. I never asked about Watergate. I never said they were guilty of anything. <laughs> they just said they weren't guilty. <laughs> it's such a, man, I love journalism movies. So this really just tickled that <laughs> for me. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, all the president's men. Highly recommend. Way too relevant. Way too relevant. We're going to bring, bring back that. <laughs> a recurring <laughs> statement on this podcast now. Way too relevant. Um, what did the president know and when did he know it? <laughs> Just uh, a statement maybe we should keep in mind. Um, uh, so now that moves me on. I, I wanted to watch another classic. And now, guys, if you remember on the podcast last week, Aaron told a bold-faced lie. I just want to point this I out right now. did not. Now, he said, Jacob, listen to me. I'm going to be watching Lawrence of Arabia this week. On my mother's grave. Cross my soul. I heart, heart to die. Hope to die. I know words. <laughs> All that was said by Aaron. I was just repeating his words. You know, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, but no, Aaron did not watch Lawrence of Arabia. Guess who did? Me. So I just want to point out, I've seen a classic film before, Aaron. Also, add on to that list, Chinatown and On the Waterfront. Mark up the tally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh my god, it's four hours long. <laughs> it's too long! This is what I've been talking about with Ben-Hur and Gone with the Wind. and Yeah. What else did I watch? Dr. Zhivago and all those others. Is that one four hours? <laughs> What? Is that one four it, hours? It was like three hours and 25 minutes Still too or something. Long. Oh, so, yeah. sweet God. Um, so Lawrence of Arabia, number one, way too long. Number two, way too racist. <laughs> so this is the thing. I, I said on the podcast a few weeks ago, T. Lawrence, one of my favorite historical figures, out of him being purely just interesting. Now, say what you will about the man, what he did. You know, maybe he was probably very racist. Um... Just his stories. Super probably. <laughs> Super probably, yeah. Um, his story is just so interesting. Uh, the way he led, um, you know, that, that front of World War I is very interesting to me. Um, now, that's the part that I wish we saw more of in this movie. No. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we're going to spend 20 minutes on them traveling through the desert? Oh, those are beautiful shots. Don't get me wrong absolutely gorgeous the cinematography here is a top notch we don't need to see it for 20 minutes oh let's walk through the desert let's meander there are points in this movie where i just kind of zoned out 
and then I come back, I'm like, oh, what's he doing? Oh, they're still walking the desert? Glad I didn't miss anything. All right. <laughs> like, you can zone out for 20-minute periods of this movie and not miss anything. Right. Is... I have yet to watch one of these, like, over two-and-a-half-hour films that could, that didn't have something that you could cut out and still yeah. have the film work fine. You yeah. know, it's like, all of these did not need to be as long as they were. No. Um... Alec Guinness. A, a cure to wellness change. Well, that's two and a half, so that's fine. One of the major complaints about that film seems to be its length. Exactly. Okay. Um, no, Alec Guinness doing just one of the most horribly racist impersonations of a Middle Eastern man I've ever seen. <laughs> He's uh, in full brown face. Yikes. The moment you see, I saw him, I'm like, that's... Is that Obi-Wan Kenobi? Is that Obi-Wan Kenobi doing a horribly racist impersonation of a Middle Eastern person? Yes. Yes, it is. And, oh my god. Like, there are moments where you're like, this movie's a classic movie. And it's technically a good movie. But should we be lauding this as much as we still do? Now, again, not on the level of Birth of a Nation... But still, maybe those racist movies that we kind of need to put in a category that are like, yes, these are technically well-made films, but they're also super racist. Maybe we need to Song of the South them, you know what I mean? Like, maybe just bury them. You know the Song of the South? No, I know what you're talking about, but I think you're taking this to an extreme that doesn't need to be taken. I think that's already kind of the cultural conception of many of these older films, though is that they're great films, and while you can't really excuse the racism they have in them, it is, you have to understand that that was just, they're a product of their time. It's like, why like why are a lot of like people's grandparents racist? Is because that's the time they grew up in. Like... Like do you, like do you ever like realize like no I, I mean that's not quite the same no, because no. people change over time people can change or at least have the can. opportunity to change over time whereas a movie is a, a you know a fixed work of art but not that's... not necessarily you know why you can reboot it you can reboot <laughs> well, the movie I'm sure if they remade Lawrence of Arabia they'd cast an actual Middle Eastern actor no well Two I mean the, the Great leads. Wall you know so... is was just made. Right, right. Not trying to say I'm that Hollywood. I'm pretty I sure. Don't know. I'm not 100 percent on this, but I'm pretty sure two. There are three um, Middle Eastern leads in this movie. Two of them are just white guys in brown face, and the other guy <laughs> is Mexican. So, there. Yeah. It's bad. Um, no, I think you're right, Aaron. It's just one of those things where it's like it. It looks very bad, and I and I can I can excuse. And this, I'm not excusing the white savior complex that this film has because that is the way it went in history like it's not like he really like saved them oh these are like savages or whatever um but like that's the way like he led them this lawrence of arabia he like was their leader and that's kind of where i think a lot the movie gets a lot of knocks where it's like this is just a white savior story i'm like okay but also we can maybe not glorify that but also that is how it happened so i don't know interesting it's a it's an interesting movie i'm excited for you to see it aaron um except for the yeah. fact that it's I mean, four I have hours long 
I did rent it a little bit ago, so I'm going to watch it at some point mm-hmm. within the next two weeks or so, probably. But and also keep in mind, we're three white guys, so we don't know anything <laughs> about these complex issues. So we're sorry. That's maybe all we can say <laughs> in this situation. Um, what? <laughs> what are you wanting about? Nothing. I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, just apparently, no remorse, no empathy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> God, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I feel like a lot of that might get cut. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about XX, guys. Uh, the fifth 2017 film that I've seen. Because, now this is the thing, remember last week, guys, I was like, this movie's not coming out anywhere near us. It did, however, get a day-and-date digital release on iTunes. Uh, So you can rent it from iTunes. Uh, It's about $6, so just about the price of a movie ticket. Uh, But yeah, so, XX, compilation of short films. I feel like the only way to talk about this movie is really individually, overall. I think it's a, a solid package. I think you're getting three out of the four are super solid films. And the fourth one is still good. I just think I might need to do more research on what they were going for to really understand. Because if it is what I think they might have been going for, then that is awesome. If not, feels very much like a ripoff. So I don't know. <laughs> um, so let's start with the box. The one, that, the one that they were really showing off the most in the trailers. Boy looks in the box. Doesn't eat, basically, is the plot of the film. Um, the best one of the four, I think. Uh, this is... It reminded me a lot, Aaron. I told you this. It reminded me a lot of I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Um, that it is slow. It is very much built in suspense more than anything. This is... A film that I was... So each of the different films kind of focuses on a different type of horror. This one was very much more body horror than anything, which is the one that creeps me out the most, I think. I used to say Supernatural, but I think that's kind of just because things pop out a lot more in Supernatural. I think the one that really, like, shakes me to the core are the body horror ones. And last night, Mm -hmm. after watching this, I was like, wow, that one was really good. I'm like, and didn't think about it. And today, I'm still just kind of haunted by the images in that first short. So, I'll have to think about this more. This might jump more just on the fact of the box alone. Um, It is just super creepy. (laughs) And the kids, man. Child actors usually don't do a good thing. The two in this one, like, creepy. Just creepy as all get out. So, good on them. Um, And yeah, just an interesting, makes you think kind of story. Uh, So, I like that one a lot second one is called The Birthday Party. This is probably my second favorite. I think it honestly goes favorite, second favorite, third favorite, least favorite. <laughs> like, they, they lower in quality, I think, as they go on. But maybe just depending on your horror sensibilities. Because, again, each of them are different. This one's kind of a more lighthearted horror romp, as one might say. You want me to use romp, Aaron? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Go for it. Um, but yeah, this is this one's good. I don't want to say <laughs> much because I don't want to spoil these. These are like very short, short films. <laughs> like they're 
20 minutes, I think, is the most for one of them. Maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, but yeah, good one. Good one. Very good. I liked it a lot. Third one kind of delves more into slasher stuff. I think I'm coming to understand that slasher, not my, not my genre. Um, hashtag not my genre. Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's good. I just, it doesn't really ever make me like scared or anything. Like I like, I like the creativity of it, but again, I'm, I'm like, I think the first two are so much more solid than this and had more to say. The third one's just kind of like a fun kind of like slasher romp. Can we say romp, Aaron? <laughs> you No, you cannot say romp. You cannot romp. say it twice? Darn it. Okay. You can't say it twice. This is the one Expand that I think you like the most. vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the one that I think you like the most, Aaron, because you like uh, slashers. So. You like Indeed, them. I do. Um, the fourth one leans more towards supernatural. Uh, I think it's still good. I just think comparatively with the other three, it's the weakest. Uh, I think the acting is still great. I think the direction is still good. I just think that the story itself feels the least original out of the four. It's very much a story that we've seen before. And again, if this is what they were going for, then good on them. But I don't know that it was. Um, but maybe I'll have to look into it more, of course. Um, yeah. Again, just not super original. Even though the first one technically is an adaptation of a short story, it still felt more original. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, so XX, highly recommend uh, if you like short films. This, see, here's the thing, guys. Any other point in my life, this movie would not have done it for me. But now, I I've gotten into horror recently in the past year. I've started watching more and more. Uh, short films. I'm also taking a short film class right now. So I'm at the right point in my life to appreciate these as films. So um, take that for what you will. But yeah, I recommend it. Uh, also just support female directors because they oh god, it sucks that they can't get jobs in Hollywood for the most part just based on their gender. Hollywood you know what stuff. we could do? What? We could give Mel Gibson another film. Oh, my God. To give him Suicide Squad 2. I can't believe he wants to do Suicide Squad 2. That just makes too much sense for him. It's like, let's take this like weirdly misogynist movie and give this to a deeply misogynistic man. Let's just do it. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah, Race jokes are in the first one. You know who really loves race jokes? Mel Gibson. <laughs> 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 yeah, jokes. That's, that, that's what we'll call them. Yeah, yeah, jokes. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, and yeah, don't believe the IMDb reviews or the Flickster reviews because... Oh yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes user score is like at like less than 20% yeah. or something. Like, I was just okay, like, so you're all a bunch of sexists. <laughs> like, I see where this is coming from. Because even if you don't like it, the ratings that people are giving it. Well, this is a one. If this, there was one review that was so horrible, and I feel like I need to read it, but maybe not because I don't want to give him a platform. I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> um, I'll read it to you later, Aaron. It's horrible. Um, but yeah, recommend. And now, final one that we're going to be talking about in a well. Ugh. At this point of hearing this, we've already posted this Hell or High Water uh, Best Picture recap. I've seen it. Aaron and I. Uh, 
we haven't recorded it yet, but I think there's going to be a bit of a debate between the two of us because I maybe a little bit thoroughly enjoyed this film, um, and like nearly everything about it. Um, and Aaron seems to be and a little I less high on it. Mostly enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, look Sorry. for that. Yeah, look for that. And then next week, Aaron, we should watch Hacksaw Ridge soon in the week, like around release. Do you wanna what? When's it come out? Tuesday. Oh, okay. And Manchester by the Sea comes out on Tuesday as well. So we should probably watch both of those soon. Maybe try and get them out before the Oscars. Let me know. Let me know what you do. We'll see. Um, I'll see how my week goes. Yeah. And then, final thing. Sorry, one more thing. Watched Arrival again. Love Arrival. Already talked about Arrival in depth. I just love how quiet it is. Such a... Such a best soft-spoken picture. film. David says best picture. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. For I say best picture, too. Just so a sci-fi film will win. <laughs> <laughs> a sci-fi film with relevant themes. Um, so now, I just want to real quick mention, John Oliver came back, season four. Fantastic. Um, John Oliver just hits it out of the park nearly every episode. And uh, he came back strong this this season, so it's going to be a fun four years, especially with John Oliver on the case. Um, yeah, we'll deport him soon enough. <laughs> you Brit, you Brit, we can't have you here. <laughs> I don't think that takes the show off HBO. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Aaron, what have you been watching? All right. Uh, quite a few things this week, but I won't go. Some of them I won't go into much depth to, just because I don't have a whole lot to say. So, right. but first, I want to talk about a film I really enjoyed. Okay, and I figured I would really enjoy it, and I did really enjoy it. All right, Whiplash. Oh yeah, finally got around to seeing it. All right. Ooh. So yeah, Chazelle. It, it lived up to the hype, because this is a film that I have been wanting to see ever since it first came out. I missed the chance to see it in theaters, because, like, it was playing at the theater near me, the the one that's, like, a mile away from me or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, do I want to go? But then <coughs> I didn't end up going. I was like, is the movie about just this drummer going to be that interesting? Or should I just wait for DVD? And I was... I, I was so wrong because this is just like one of the most intense movie experiences like ever. Just like this is one of the most gripping movies I've seen in a long time. Like after watching a bunch of these like oh four hour ponderous <laughs> slow moving epic films, and this one was just like you know we're just going such a fast pace, such intensity, and it was just so good. Uh, the performances absolutely incredible. Miles Teller. Like him on some occasions, don't like him on others. Did you want to punch this him in the face like this time? It's a good Miles Teller. What? Did you want to punch him in the face this this movie? I always do, but, but you know, <laughs> this is this is him playing to his strengths of people wanting to punch him in his face. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's some movies Ooh. where he plays to the strength of having a punchable face, and films when he doesn't. Yes. Like the like Whiplash on the one and Fantastic Four on the other. Ah, yes. <laughs> course the but yeah no he did he did an excellent job and then jk simmons of course just 
absolutely incredible. Like, fully deserved that Academy Award because this is just such a great performance. Just so intense, so frightening. And well, it's like a, it's interesting because he he has a lot of nuance with it too. Like he he'll like be in one scene, he'll be like this really charming, really friendly teacher, and then in the next scene, he is just like the most intense, most terrifying, like abuser like you've ever seen. And it's such a great uh, performance because it never feels like it's like uh, never feels disjointed. You know, like it feels like this is all the same character. And it's just exploring the many different facets of uh, this teacher. So, absolutely incredible performance. Deserves all the Oscars. Give him more Oscars. Just one's not enough. Give, give, give him another Oscar for that. Another one. Another one. Another one. <laughs> another one. Blessings. Another one. <laughs> they don't want Aaron. you to have another Oscar. Aaron. Another yeah. movie. What you got? Are you, are you done with Whiplash? Oh, I just wanted to say one oh, okay. final Sorry. thing. <laughs> I, was just, I thought that was I a good I think lead-in. it was actually very interesting watching this after I had seen La La Land. Because I kind of I liked that transition more than if I had watched them in the, or they were released. Where it's like La La Land is this film about like, oh, this is what people have to go through to be great. And isn't it? It's so inspiring to be like, this is what you should do. You should follow your dreams. And then you can be one of these great artists or whatever mm-hmm. and then whiplash basically is that same kind of those same kind of themes but it takes such a darker approach to it like this is what some people are willing to go through to make you know make it big mm-hmm. and i just love the how la la land is kind of like this or more, more classical more romantic and you know bright version of this kind of hollywood dream and then this one is like this musician who's like willing to just do absolutely anything no matter what in order to become the best drummer he can so highly recommend this i know you're gonna love this lacy david you probably enjoyed as well it's sitting on my blu-ray i have to watch it once i get around to it i gotta gotta hit that now that my backlog the ones that i said i needed to watch are gone except for mahalan drive Get them all and drive. <laughs> um, Whiplash is one I'm excited for, of course, because I love Damien Chazelle as well. I, La La Land, such a magical film. I'm excited to watch the dark, dour version of, <laughs> of La La Land. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. All right. Next. Uh, well, last week I talked about this little film that I finally got around to seeing. Mm-hmm. And this week I watched the sequel. High School Musical 2. Oh, sweet God. Hey, Again, I just it? want to point out, no one asked you to do this. <laughs> I had to do this. <laughs> this is my destiny. I think so. How was uh, it? Worse? I, I like the story better than the first, but I like the songs yeah. less. Except for, all right, so now, wait, now Aaron is in on the, he's in on the conversation now. So do you agree what what's the Lucas Gabriel character, and uh, the other guy, Corbin Blue? Their characters totally were supposed to be in love, right? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, I mean, I feel the friend like I was pulled... watching it with kind of like pointed out to me that like after the one scene, like they switch clothes or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> it's like I, I feel but like no, that was yeah. pulled at the last second, like because the whole 
I don't dance scene so so filled with sexual tension. It's like these guys like like each other, right? I mean, that would be fine, but Disney was probably like, oh, can't can't do that. <laughs> can't have gay people, you know, re- real people in our movie. <laughs> no, uh, we have Zach Efron. One thing I find. <laughs> One thing I find just real odd about those high school musical movies is that um, Corbin Blue, his girl, his love interest, she's like twenty-seven. They're all like twenty. Yeah, they're all way. They're all like they're no, but she's like incredibly older than everyone else. Like, so if they're all twenty-seven, then she was like thirty-seven. She was like old, old. It was ridiculous. I remember, like, holy crap. God, I can't remember her name. I used to know all their names because Marissa used to watch this. (laughs) All the time. Oh yeah. Anyway, what what's your favorite song in two? In in two, I, I, I none of them really stood out to me. Now the oh, only I one that stood maybe out that to me. really weird song that Zac Efron like sings on the golf course when he's just like dancing around the Is golf course. Is that the bad no on it? Bad on it. Bad on it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I know these one songs my, too well. I um, know my favorite song in two. What? What? It's the bonus song. Huma, huma, numa, numa, akawa, Hadakigi, Oh, it's on the CD. It's the bonus track on the CD. Yeah, I know. The bonus track. I feel you. Oh, oh yeah. No, the, my favorite one in the film is the one that uh, Ashley Tisdale sings in the pool. It's fabulous, right? That's what it's called? Oh, my God. That's Stop by it. far the it's best It's like a knockoff of... It's, it's a straight rip-off of Glamorous by Fergie, right? Yeah, okay, but that's what was popular, and guess what? had a huge crush on Ashley Tisdale as a kid. So I'm like, all right, I'll I listen to anything do. she sings. I mean, I don't know, what, I don't My know sister. why that love for Ashley Tisdale would die. She's no, still it doesn't die. I follow her on Twitter, Ashley Tisdale. What's up? Um, she she tweet anything cool? No, it's just a, she has like a makeup line she tweets about all the time. Um, but... No, speaking of people you should follow on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Chef Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Best thing ever. People will be like, "Hey, Chef Gordon Ramsay, check out my food. Like, did I do a good job?" And the whole tweet, he'll like tweet back at them and just tear their dish apart. The funniest <laughs> thing ever. Gotta go look it up. All right. I wanted to You're say welcome, though, Gordon. I, I was talking about Ashley Tinsdale. My sister used to have Ashley Tinsdale's solo album. It's I think my horrible. sister does as well. It's horrible. But I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Used to listen to it all the time. Because I had such a huge crush on Ashley Tisdale. You, you needed something to talk to her about. If you ever yeah. you know, met her in person one exactly. day. And she was just like, hey, how are you doing? And like, hey, I'm a big, big fan of your album. There. <laughs> and then and she'd be like, like I'm not. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, this one. And then she'd be like, hey, you're pretty cool. You want to hang out sometime? And you'd be like, uh, no, of I'm course seven. not. And you'd be like, oh, you're playing hard to get? Well, come with me. And we'll go on like my private plane. And then we'll... We'll go to a fancy dinner in no. Paris, and then let's be like, "All right, wait, wait, isn't Ashley Tisdale in Review?" Yeah, Is she? yeah. There's the one episode where it's like, "Go on a date with the celebrity," and he he like pays for charity to go on a date with Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> oh, quick thing, quick aside before we get to the rest of your list, Aaron. Season three coming in March. How hype are you? It's only going to be like three episodes. I don't so. care. That's enough. Review is one of the smartest television shows I've ever seen, so I'm so excited. All right, so now we're moving on to the films I've been watching from the AFI Top 100. Okay. So what first, I watched Giant. 
this was a film. Okay, so this is a film. It was like it's like three hours and twenty minutes long. So I was like, I've never heard of this film before, and I'm gonna spend three hours on it. I wonder what it's about. So I Google it, and then the Google description said, "Special effects by Willis O'Brien highlight this tale of a radioactive sea monster's assault on Britain." And I was like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) This sounds amazing. <laughs> how did this be one? How did this become one of the top one hundred films of all time? But then I start watching the film, and it's just about like these, these, this family and their their oil business or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. What was so the I, failure, I don't know huh? why Google got it wrong, but that's the that's the synopsis that comes up if you Google this film for whatever reason. Oh, no. So yeah. It wasn't. That, that's lit. <laughs> that's lit. <laughs> yeah, pretty good film. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Didn't need to be three hours, but no. I understand kind of why they did it because, like, the passage of time is pretty important. Like, it follows like this family over like a generation and kind of like this conflict between them and this other family, hmm. and it's pretty interesting. Uh, they get into a lot of themes of like how of uh, racism as well, of, like how uh, it takes place in Texas, and it's a lot about how like the Texans treat the Mexican people that are living in uh, Texas, and that's all interesting as well. But it, I feel like it, it's once again a film that didn't need to be three hours long. Yeah, like if I'm going to watch a three-hour film about a bunch of oil tycoons, I'm just going to watch There Will Be Blood because it's far more interesting. Isn't Dallas Buyers Club about oil tycoons too? No, I have no clue. That's... Dallas Buyers Club's about. <laughs> it's about like a rodeo cowboy that gets uh, AIDS. Oh, close enough. Same That's thing. sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then I watched. Wait, real quick. Grapes just of mention, wrath. Just want to mention Elizabeth Taylor is in this movie that you just talked yep. about. Uh, mm-hmm. Just looking at her career past. 1990 and it just turned to garbage <laughs> like what happened to elizabeth taylor <laughs> anyway continue the watch grapes of wrath there's a film highly enjoyable mm-hmm. still holds up to this day and it's it's very fascinating i i think one of my my favorite aspects of this film is like i was re- doing a little research on like behind the scenes stuff about mm-hmm. it and I really like that, like the, the TCM introduction for the film was talking about how it was an interesting choice for the director, John Ford, because he was like one of the biggest conservatives in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And this is a film all about like kind of like the failures of capitalism and how it creates like this poor class. Like it takes place in the depression and everything and follows this family who's, you know, struggling with their poverty and everything. Yeah. And one of my favorite things I found out when I was researching it is apparently... It's based on a book. And then when doing research for making the film, uh, Ford basically sent people into like these these communities of poor people to see if like it was accurately represent representing the lives of these poor people because he just didn't believe that's how it was. And then the people reported back to him, it's like, No, that's exactly how it is. And so he's like, Oh, okay. So it's it's just kinda like that interesting kind of uh re like reshaping your political views in the face of uh new evidence and i was just like whatever happened to those days man (laughs) 
So, very enjoyable film. There's some really powerful speeches at the end. Very, very American. A lot of American values. So, I can see why it's considered one of the top 100 films. And guess what? Only what? two hours long. That's true. That yes. is a Reasonable movie for life. me. That is a movie for me right there. Um, all right. Uh, next, watched. Guess who's coming to dinner? Okay. And this one. This, this I know. The, I know of this one. What? I said I know of this one. All right. This is the one where it's like uh, this this uh woman gets engaged to a black man and she brings him home to meet her parents and it's just all about kind of like the social conflicts that arise because you know of the views on interracial marriage at that time so is this like reboot of get out it's similar it's not like a horror version of, <laughs> i know it's like the <laughs> non-horror version of the get non-horror out. version yeah i know but still yeah but no uh jordan peele has actually listed this film as one of the inspirations for get out so pretty obvious influence so like it's it's like it's a good film there's some good performances there uh it's one of those it's it's an interesting interesting position because like i kind of want to say that it doesn't hold up very well because it's just a bit too preachy on a topic that pretty much everyone in the world has changed their opinion on since then. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, there's still also a lot of problems with accepting <laughs> other races. Has everyone so maybe changed it's their position? Not as uh, <laughs> outdated as, as I'm making it out to be. So I don't know. But yeah, it, 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 well, it's not a bad movie. It's, it's, it's still a good movie. But at the same time, I feel like it's just not as entertaining anymore simply because there's not much more to it beyond just kind of like this appeal to people to accept interracial marriage. And it's like, well, I already do. So I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But still good performances. Also hour and 48 minutes, my kind of movie. (laughs) Just want to point out that one again. I know, I get so excited whenever one of the films on this list is actually short. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, I'm actually going to watch this right away. <laughs> all right, all right. What else you got for us? Next, uh, In the Heat of the Night. Okay. Which is a film I watched the same day as Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which was very interesting because it actually has the same main actor in it. I forget his name. I'll look it up. Oh, Sydney something, maybe? I don't know. But and they both deal with similar subject matter because uh, in the heat Poit- of the night is this Poit- film about what Sydney Poitier Poitier. Yes, to that effect. So it's a film basically about this uh, black detective that comes into like this southern town. Like he's he's traveling through this southern town and he ends up getting wrapped up in this murder investigation when uh, he's accidentally or accidentally when he's racially profiled and brought in. Under suspicion of the murder, oh, and I then hate he turns when people are accidentally segment. racially profiled. <laughs> what? I said I hate when people are accidentally racially yeah, profiled. You know, it's That's so totally how it happens every time. It's totally not just, just based in bigotry or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just how was I supposed to know he wasn't the murderer? <laughs> uh. 
Continue. But no, it was a it was a very good very good film. Uh, I was actually kind of like surprised by how much I enjoyed it, but it was it was a very it was a very well done mystery because it was like actually a mystery that you know I didn't guess the answer to right away, and it actually was very gripping and the way they went through the way it evolved because they definitely throw this curveball in there that was very fascinating. So also want to point out also it came out the same year as Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. So we right, had yeah. he had two great ones right in a row. I yeah. And I think he had like a third film in that year that was also critically acclaimed or something. I think I read that. But so yeah, this is a film that I think tackled like that kind of racial conflict a lot better than Guess Who's Coming to Dinner because I think this one, I guess maybe because this one felt so much more relevant, especially <laughs> because of the problems with racial profiling are still so prevalent and everything. Yeah. So this is a film I would actually highly recommend. All right. Very well. All right. Uh, and then the last film I watched. Uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. Mutiny is like this old on the bounty. 1935 film, I believe. Basically, just as as the title suggests, it's about the mutiny Mutiny that happened. It's a true story. Mutiny happened on this ship after the captain was, you know, forcing all the crew members to work in harsh conditions or whatever. So, I don't really have a lot to say about it. Oh, but I I watched it. It was it was fine. I can see why people. Consider a good film, but I don't necessarily see why it should be considered one of the best films of all time. Mm. But you got Clark Gable. Got Clark Gable. Mm-hmm. Now I was very confused because you said thirty-five. There's apparently a sixties uh, remake of right. It was remade, but it's the thirty-five version that's on the list. All right. Cool. All right, and then finally. Watched a TV show this week. I finally got around to watching American Crime Story. Oh, the, the people OJ versus Simpson OJ one. Simpson. It's it's excellent. It's 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 as good as uh, everyone's been making it out to be. You know, like watching this, I'm just like all these people, all these actors and actresses that I was watching win their awards. I'm like, now I understand that they fully deserved it because it's just absolutely incredible cast. You know, all around, just like there's pretty much not like a weak link in the entire ensemble. Not even David uh, Schwimmer. Not even no. He actually he has some really good uh, material towards the end of the season. Oh, all right then. I mean, like, he, he he never like becomes the character. You're always just like, oh, that's David Schwimmer over there. But there's Ross. <laughs> Hi, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Right, he basically has one character. Yeah, but he still he still does a really good job. All right, like him him and John Travolta are probably like the weakest of the links. John but even Travolta's then, yeah, John Travolta's in this. Oh God, I didn't know John. Nah, I was gonna say I didn't know John Travolta was still alive. Like I know he didn't die, <laughs> but like, come on, man, like pick better roles. Old dogs go away. Anyway, but yeah. Uh... So Sarah Paulson especially, just absolutely phenomenal performance. Lot of nuance. What is I mean, she in? What? What else is she in? I'm not sure. She's like she's in American Horror Story, 
but I'm not sure what else beyond that. Sarah Paulson, you said? Yeah. She won the Emmy. I, be- I believe it was the Emmy. Or was it the Golden Globe? Mm, they both I don't suck. remember. She won some kind of major award for her performance in this, and well-deserved. Also, Courtney B. Vance and Sterling K. Brown, also incredible. Just These are all actors that I was unfamiliar with before this point, but all did an incredible job. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it was very interesting to watch because it's one of those things where it's like, th- th- this trial happened like right before I was born right. or like, r- like coming into when I was born. So like, obviously I wasn't there when all these, when this whole thing was going on. But it's also one of those things that become such a big piece of our culture that there's so many iconic moments that I recognize from it, even though I'm very unfamiliar with the case. Like you, the things like him trying on the gloves and they don't fit. S- spoiler for this show that is based on it's, actual it's history. true life and you can't spoil true life. So it's, it was very interesting to kind of get the context for a lot of these moments that I knew happened but I didn't really understand the full scope of the trial and just how like absurd it got and everything. Cause there's so many moments in this show where you're just like, that can't possibly have been how it actually happened. But then you look it up and you're like, Oh, this, <laughs> this is insane. How did this ever happen? But just very, very gripping, uh, very well done. Excellent performances all around. And I, it's, Again, very, very relevant thematically, just like the issues it deals with, with uh, the treatment of race in America and racial profiling and all that and the systematic injustice against African-Americans and all of that. Very fascinating show. I, I hope the second season is as good as the first, but I'm not sure, you know, because it's an anthology show and okay. I feel like... I just want to say, there is injustice... But, O.J. Simpson almost definitely killed well, his wife. Like, no, no, let's but, be clear on that. If you watch the show, if you watch the show, you might understand what I'm okay meant I, by that. Because no, I, I didn't mean to imply. No, no, that, I just uh, wanted to make that clear. Like, I'm not saying that's what you were saying. Right, I just want right, to make right. that clear because if, if you weren't but listening that, that's completely, that's kind of like the that's the interesting uh, conflict within the show that the that the, that the show explores is this idea that is he. Is is this uh, verdict, you know, like a victory for African-Americans because they finally were able to, uh, you know, combat the kind of prejudices that they would face in the justice system and from the police department and all this? Or is this even more damaging to race relations because he got off even though... He definitely he, did it. He did it. <laughs> like there's... Love does not fit. You must if it quit. doesn't fit, you must quit. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait. Did I say that wrong? No. <laughs> so, yeah. Highly recommend it. All right. I, only t- you only you sold me on this, honestly. Up until this point, I was like, maybe I'll watch it one day. But you sold me on it, so I'll get around to it. Yeah, and it's a pretty short commitment, given that it's, you know, Eight episodes, 10 episodes and that's episodes? it. Because oh, it's the anthology show. Ten's that wow. sweet Why spot Why don't you focus on something good, Jacob? Atlanta. Atlanta's not out yet. I'll watch as soon as Atlanta comes out. Binging all ten episodes. 
But man, FX seems like they're just doing great stuff over there lately. So good for them. I haven't gone around to Legion yet, but neither have I. I need, need to, to watch that. I want to, but you know, guys, let's move on. Or is that it, Aaron? That's it. All right, guys, let's move on to the final part of our top ten movies of all time special. Let's put a smile on that face. And why so serious? Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. Special? Ten, it's ten part time for the extremely <laughs> obvious one. Yeah. Um, I think we should do this, read through our entire lists up to our number one. Guys, if you don't mind, I'll start since I already have it up. Um, guys, it's been a long journey, but here we are. Starting ten weeks ago. Ten weeks. We started with Super 8 for me. Number nine, mm-hmm. Birdman. Number eight, Donnie Darko. Number seven, Silver Linings Playbook. Number six, Safety Not Guaranteed. Number five, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Number four, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Number three, Jurassic Park. And number two, Inception. Now here we are at number one. The film, (laughs) if you know me, you know this is my number one film of all time. I'm sure I've talked about it several times on the podcast as well. I just don't remember it. But of course, that's Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Now, stating the obvious... Again, winner. Ding, ding, ding. Winner. Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Whoa! The Academy Award goes to... Empire Strikes Back. No, uh, so, again, this movie's been so lauded, so heavily praised... David's making demon noises on the other side of his line. Um, but it, it's been so lauded, so heavily praised, um, that what else can I say about it? Well, I'll say the obvious first. Um, of course, great performances, great, great quotable one-liners, great story, uh, the best Star Wars film by far. Because you know what? It's the one Star Wars movie where you get to see the good guy kind of get his teeth kicked in a little bit. And, you know, that's always kind of nice. Where it's like, oh, man, how are they going to come back from this? And then you lead into Jedi, which, love Jedi. It's, it's no Empire. Uh, it's that great... Empire are the moments. You know, Empire are... Empire is the moments. You've got the moment, the final shot. They're standing, watching the Millennium Falcon fly away. They're going to go find Han. It's the great, the great moment where Luke fights Darth Vader on Dagobah. You know, finds himself in the Darth Vader helmet. A scene that mm-hmm. scared the bejesus out of me as a child. Because, <laughs> I, I, man, I watched Star Wars, probably the original, when I was three, something to that effect, and probably the rest of them uh, very close following that. So... Too young, probably, for how dark <laughs> episode five gets, but it's been so ingrained in my life, and uh, Jacob's such a special snowflake, he, he's seen Star Wars as a kid. Yeah, I get it, everyone saw Star Wars as a kid, but the thing about Star Wars is that it speaks to everyone differently, 
everyone has different experiences, everyone has different uh, memories linked to these films that will forever be burned in their minds. It will forever influence them as a person. And Star Wars, to me, is just me hanging out with my dad, watching a movie that he introduced me to, and that'll just forever be that memory, and Star Wars will always be the movies I see with my dad. Like, even Episode Seven, even Rogue One, I'm like, I, I would like to go see this with you. I'm going to go see it with my dad, because that is who introduced me to this world. Um, and I just think Empire is the one that speaks the most to those moments and those memories. So yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. It's the thing. It's Like I said last week, I don't know that anything ever could beat Empire. um, Because Empire is more than just a movie to me at this point. It is emotions and memories and family. So I don't know. That's Empire. Who wants to go next? Or anyone want to say anything about Empire Strikes Back? Well, I mean, it's not the best. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I no, think I'm you're kidding. forgetting the merits with... of uh, episode, episode two there. Oh, God. Oh. You know, you know, it basically does everything Empire does, but better. You know, when you get you got the protagonist gets his hand chopped off, and the villain gets away, and all. And Mace Windu chops off the head of Boba Fett, like uh, of Django Fett. Django Fett, sorry, goodness gracious. Boba Fett doesn't get his until episode <laughs> six, and he goes out in the worst way possible. That's why. That, that's one of the many reasons Jedi is nowhere near as good as. She doesn't die. Yeah, he totally does. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> until proven otherwise, he dies. There's there are comics and not anymore. But that was that's, that was they're not canon. Anymore. They're not canon. They're not anymore. canon anymore. Great. <laughs> um, Disney. Screw you. <laughs> well, I mean, Disney wanted to make a Boba, Fett, a Boba Fett film. I hope they still do. I will lose my mind if they make a Boba Fett film. I lost them. Everybody, podcast listeners, I lost them. I lost Aaron. I lost David. They're gone. My stories of childhood emotion and memories uh, just lost them. They didn't are you want to back okay oh, okay hey you guys we are back hear you the entire time <laughs> oh hey oh guys sorry i didn't mean to say those things about you <laughs> anyway anyway david empire empire great film, great film. so do you want to go next i guess i'll go next all right what is your list up and until I now s- i seem to have misplaced my list did you ever have a list is my first question <laughs> yeah Okay, I just want to... Well, there were some you movies had... in there. Not it was Naturally Ray. Ray. That was number nine. What was apes. number ten? Yep. Mad Max Fury Road was in there. Yeah, That's Arrival. Seven, Arrival was in there. Arrival. You got Perks. I don't know. I can't remember anymore. Oh, in- Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar, Inception. Inception was not in there, I don't think. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. It was because then I was like, "Yeah, you'll be seeing more." Fight Club. I think that's nine. I think we just named them all. Life of Pi. Life of Pi. Life of Pi. That's it. That's it. Life of Pi. Those were in order, but yeah. No, they were in there somewhere. But David, the most important one, your number one. What is it? Say it on three, two, one. Shutter Island. 
Oh, no, I don't know. I should have seen that coming. I should yeah. have too, but I I was like I, the only one I don't know is David's. So now I, I we should have seen that coming. David, why do you love Shutter Island it's, so much? I mean, I talk about Shutter Island nonstop on this podcast because it is not only a phenomenal film, but it, it, it is a very long film and a film that I continue continually sit through and watch. Meaning, like, is it, it's a two? It's close to two and a half. I'll I'll take. A I want to say I'll take a peek on the IMDb. It, and the fact that I can watch because I've watched it multiple times within the same week. The fact that I can do that and with that long time commitment like that, I'm like, just prove. And like, if the internet should know me by now, saying like, I want like I watch a, some TV, but like sitting down watching the same movie. Like I always like watching different movies and new movies, but the fact that I continue to rewatch this movie is awesome. It's got a phenomenal cast, a phenomenal plot. It's new. It was new. It was interesting at the time. Still is interesting. It's it's crazy. It, it does everything right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, Jacob still hasn't seen this movie. No. Yeah. I this haven't. is this is the first film from anyone's list that I have not seen. It's the only you... film of the thirty that I have not seen. Oh my gosh, Aaron, like. This is the one thing that I ask you to do. You just have to go see this movie. I'm sorry. So now, David, I, I will see it now. I can't remember. Have you talked about other... Like, do you just like Scorsese as a director? Like, have you seen Hugo and Wolf of Wall Street? No. You need to see Wolf of Wall Street. Not the same kind of movie, but it's Yeah, still I hear Wolf of... I just haven't seen very it. Very Scorsese. But, um... Uh, is this still on Netflix? <gasps> but no. David, oh man, but you hate one of his other movies so the much. Aviator? The Aviator, yeah. Yeah. That's why they're included. Hey. It's Leo DiCaprio and Scorsese in the same two movies. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, I mean, when you step up to the plate and swing at baseball, sometimes you strike out. I, I guess. And, God, I, you guys haven't seen my number one movie. I think... When you guys see this movie, you'll be like, holy crap, like, David was right. Maybe. And I might only <laughs> like it so much more because I'm going to see the uh, cheap knockoff called The Cure for Wellness in a few days. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll, that film will just be elevated by Cure for Wellness. Or, or, or ruined because, you know, or Cure ruined. for Wellness the whole concept a bad taste in your mouth for a, a certain kind of movie and be like, ah. Yeah. Can't do this anymore. That might, that also, no. that might be true. It All right. But Aaron, your homework for the week is to watch this movie since you've watched basically everything but this one. Well, I can't promise that because I don't think this is streaming anywhere. So. The internet is wide place, my friend. I'm don't, sure I'll find not, it somewhere streaming. Stop it. Nope. We're not going to condone pirating films. No, I'm going to find it. a service. I don't know what you're thinking, Jacob. Don't do it. All right. Well, even if that's not what you're talking about, we condemn that. Just want to say that on, on the record. We as a podcast condemn torrenting movies. Indeed. Aaron. <laughs> yes. We all know where this is going, but would you like to take us down this road anyway? 
All right, here's here's my list. Yeah. Also known as the definitive list. Oh. You know. <laughs> no, well, you can't even say that because you haven't seen Shut my up. final movie. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't call point. it definitive. That would my, definitely my, be your number apologies. one. <laughs> that would definitely be it. All right, so number 10, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Number nine, Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Number eight, The Thing. Number seven, Her. Mm-hmm. Number six, Stalker. Number five, Lord of the Rings. Uh, number four, Nightmare on Elm Street. Number three, Mulholland Drive. Number two, Donnie Darko. And, of course, of course. number one, The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. Aaron, no. Every week. Every week. <laughs> I love yep. you, Aaron. I'm sorry. I mean, what is there to say about the Bye Bye Man? Because they, t- oh they, they, they tell you to don't say it. So, so um, you know, this bit not, has gone too far. To say about. This, bit, this bit has invaded other parts of the show. Like, it normally was just contained <laughs> to the end, but it's slowly infecting every segment. But, I mean, it's just such an interesting okay. idea for a horror film. <laughs> all right, all right. And what's all your right. real number one? Obviously, my real number one, we all know this is coming, The Dark Knight. I mean, this this is a film that, I don't know, at at some points I'm like, kind of almost a, maybe not cliche pick for a best movie of all time, but it's more of a mainstream pick, you know? Yeah. Which, given some of the other, what? There's nothing wrong with that. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes I'm like, should this really be considered the best film of all time? Because it's not exactly the most, you know, like the most uh, artistic, the one that best expresses the medium, mm. I suppose. Mm. You know, it's not the most inventive use of filmmaking <laughs> techniques or whatever. It's very much a mainstream film. But at the same time, like you were talking about with Empire, this is a film that has just been, that I've seen so many times that is connected to so many uh, aspects of my uh, growing up that, like, it's it's become more than just the film, essentially, to me. You know, like, this is, like, a big part of my life, is this film. And I, I just... I remember the first time I was watching this, when I saw it in theaters, and I just, like, did not expect it. I, I, I was not expecting what it became because you know like I was I was raised on Batman movies like mm-hmm. I've seen all of them way too many times especially <laughs> Batman and Robin and Batman Forever oh god no one needs to watch them as many times as I've seen them okay. so and obviously I'm so big into superheroes and comic books and you know like this this was my childhood mm-hmm. and then but then I think I I remember the exact moment when it hit me just like how much I was enjoying this film and it was the moment where uh they're kind of, they're like sitting in the DA's office and then all of a sudden that fake Batman like comes by and hits the w- swings by and hits the window and this whole jump scare and everything and then just like as soon as that moment hit I was just I I don't know if I can explain exactly why it hit me then, but I do remember it. My, however old I was at that time, 13 or 12 or how old right. would I have been? 2008, about, right? Or nine? About 12. 
It was 2008, so about 12, 13. But I just remember being like, this is incredible. Because it's, it's one of those films where it's like I was raised on all these like comic book aspects. But this is a film that like transcends what we expected from comic book films. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not just like kind of this kid-friendly action film. This is like, this is like a true piece of uh, filmmaking. This is, you know, in artistic vision, this is a very dark and realistic film that's aiming for something higher than just, you know, like explosions and being a popcorn flick or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I, and, and then I remember when I, I, it's a fairly lengthy movie, I suppose, two and a half hours or whatever for like a kid. It doesn't you know? feel like it though. That's the thing. It doesn't feel like it. But like the thing is like when I was watching it for the first time, I kept on expecting it to end sooner than it did. Cause mm-hmm. like, when they're starting to set up Two-Face, I'm like, oh, okay, Two-Face is going to be the villain in the next movie, so they're going to end with, like, a tease for that or whatever, and then they just keep on going, and then when you get to the part where it's, like, the Joker's defeated, but this movie is still going, I was like, oh, my God, it was, like, blowing my child mind. <laughs> you like, can't like, stop, man. You can't, you can't do two villains in one movie? That's, you, you can't do that. <laughs> Spider-Man proved it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Didn't we learn our lesson from Spider-Man 3? Exactly. But so, when I was a kid, when I was watching this for the first time, this is the film that sparked my interest in film, that blossomed to, like, what it is today. You know, this is a film when I was just like, this is more than just kind of this entertainment, like, this thing you, like, mindlessly watch. Like, this is something that's striving for something more and there's just like such a precise vision to the whole thing and there's such a interesting interpretation of this material that i've grown up with you know like the way it incorporates like the two-face origin into this larger story about the joker and how the joker is now like a more refined uh version of the that draws from the various aspects of the comic book version and i was just like this is incredible that this is something that someone could take this thing that was i've loved so much throughout my childhood and then transform it into something even bigger and Mm -hmm. make it such a great experience so i mean that's the major reason why this is my number one film of all time i mean i could also point to things i mean i could get into the specifics of the filmmaking you know the cast is incredible especially heath ledger as the joker uh the score by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard is also incredible. The cinematography, the filmmaking, there's this, the screenwriting. This is probably like my favorite screenplay of all time. Just so many great quotes and iconic moments. Uh, but really it's just that transformative experience I had when watching this for the first time in the cinema, when I was like, you know, film can be something more and like this comic book, knowledge can be something more or whatever and all of that is what made it my favorite film to this day indeed <laughs> indeed um i applaud you yeah um what else can you say about it really um dark knight now Haha, funny joke that we have on the podcast. I think Dark Knight Rises is better. <laughs> it's a funny little gag we have. Um, and now, I, I have said recently, I realize the Dark Knight is the better film. Of course. 
Now, Dark Knight Rises, I think, is the better film if you're looking for... <sighs> the Dark Knight is just such a, such a strange film. Um, and I think that's probably why it turned me off a little bit when I first saw it. It's not what you expect for a Batman movie. Dark Knight Rises is very cartoony compared to this one. Um, mm-hmm. And understanding more of the genre, like it's like almost a noir film, really. Um, yeah, very much. Is, like knowing that genre more now, I can look at that film and be like, what he was going for is something fantastic. It's something so artful that you can't really, you can't even imagine that happening again, really. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we're never going to get a superhero film quite like this ever again. Although, Logan getting fantastic reviews. So we'll have to True. see. True. I mean, I don't think it will be this well, no, I, high of no. quality. Um, but. but, yeah. I mean, Aaron, I, w- I want to say that you have a good way of being able to sell this movie to me. Because I came in wanting to be like, well, Dark Knight Rises is better. But then you just talk about it and I'm like, I'm not going to do this to him right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> the Dark Knight is by far the superior film. Um, yeah. First of the trilogy is always the best, my opinion. Yeah. Does anyone think, like, I think it goes Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins, right? Like, does anyone dispute that? Well, I mean, that's my opinion, too, but I have seen a lot of people that support Batman Begins as the second best or even the best of the trilogy. I like Batman Begins. I, I've recently another conversation come... for another time, probably. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I... going back to Toy Story, none of these are bad films. No, no. So oh, it's like um, hard to rank them. As I've said to you recently, Aaron, recently come to uh, find that my favorite Batman is the one who takes down the mob. So that's why mm-hmm. Dark Knight is probably my favorite one. All right. Not, there's no super villains. It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh, my God! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Carpet day! Huh? No! Guys, who has it this week? I believe I do. Oh boy, Aaron Hahn in the house, bringing the pain. What do you got for us? Yeah, this is this is gonna be a fun one because mm, uh, this is a film I watched last week for the first time, and I didn't mention it last Ooh. week because I knew I had to save it for this segment. A little bit of tricks. It is. Oh no. B movie. Oh. <laughs> Did you watch the seven-minute video on YouTube? Well, I had seen that before, but now I've seen the whole movie. So technically, you've seen it twice. I <laughs> technically. <laughs> um, all right. So B movie is definitely going in, if not the title, the thumbnail for this movie, the for for this episode. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not gonna sell out with this. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not gonna go for the internet clicks. You think I'm better than that? No, you're wrong. Aaron, what do you think about the B-movie? Have, have you guys seen this, or have you just seen like, the sped-up version? I have seen it. Uh, I think I've seen like both. Maybe like 10 years ago. 
I don't know. It's been a long time. I don't know. How did this movie get made? <laughs> like, like who approved this approach to the script? Like, it seems like it's supposed to be like the most simple concept in the world. It's just like, oh, okay, it's a, it's like a Pixar movie. It's like a Bug's Life, but but we're gonna do bees or whatever. It's gonna be like that. But then, all of a sudden. He's falling in love with a human woman, mm-hmm. and he's he's suing humanity in court. Yeah, just like happy feet and environmental tendencies that they put ours a happy feet to. I don't, I Probably don't sorry. remember that, but I'll I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, they just they just want to shove topics into little kids' brains. And it saddens me because you just want you want to be a good movie for your kids, but no, we got all these political messages. Yeah, screw the and, and Let alone bestiality with this woman, like, or is it bugsiality? What, what's Bugs-y- the correct term? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, but whatever it is, it's uh, it's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's like why, why did you do this? And then I just remember like the first like the opening of the movie is just like Barry the bee, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I remember, like, and he's, like, at home, and his friends are like, yeah, you hear about this guy? Like, he died. He stung someone. And the guy's, like, just no remorse. No, I don't care that my friend died. Like, he stung someone. Like, everyone else, like, oh, this guy has no heart right out the bat. Like, his friend died. Screw right, you. well, like, they do that weird thing where they're, like, trying to have a lot of humor about, like, the the nature of bees and, like, how they have yeah. short lives mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, like, a weird mixed when they're like they're trying to build these empathetic characters and at the same time they're just like eh they're just like yeah we sting people we die and all this you know and then there's the continuing like bee-ish jokes when they're like oh glad that he's bee-ish you gotta get a bee-ish girl you can't go for the wasps and you're like everything is gonna be okay what is this movie (laughs) I mean, yeah. I I knew some of what was coming based on that. You know, every time they say B, it speeds up more video or whatever. But I just did not understand how absolutely absurd this movie is. Like, they're just, they're just suing humans. Just the way it starts out when they're just like, if you're going to leave the hive, the number one rule is you can't talk to a human. And it's like, What? Every every other film that has done like the talking bug movie, it's just like they can't possibly communicate with humans. Like it's it's not even on the table, you know. Right, right. And this film is like, oh yeah, of course the bugs are speaking English and they're speaking it loud enough for the humans to hear it. So he can go out and he can just start talking to this human woman, and she's just gonna be like, oh okay, this bug is talking to me now. And then we're gonna go to court, and everyone on the entire Earth is just gonna be like, oh, I guess bees are alive and can talk to us, and we're gonna be entirely cool with this. And I mean, instead of an eyewitness, would it be a bee witness? Like, I need to, I don't need to know the legal the legalities of the courtroom. Like, <laughs> All right. I think you need to write the bee movie I too appreciate with that those puns right there. Bad. Um, do they do they do they swear on the Bible or on the hive? Like, oh, you, you, hive you missed a like perfect that? opportunity. The Beeble. <laughs> they swear on the Beeble. I was hoping. I was. I didn't want to take all of them. I was really trying to like share yeah. the love, Jacob. So thank you for picking um, that up. Thank you. Um, so I just want to. I'm, I'm on the IMDb trivia page for this film. 
According to Jerry mm-hmm. Seinfeld, while having lunch at Steven Spielberg's house, he first mentioned the idea for the movie as a joke, but Spielberg loved the idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm doesn't sure. That, doesn't that just explain I wish everything? there was a Seinfeld. Okay, because you know Seinfeld, like a lot of the episodes of Seinfeld are about like his real life experiences, like how his crazy name. I wish Seinfeld was still going on. So there could be a Seinfeld episode about like, oh yeah, remember that time when I'm like, I made a joke and they decided about a bee and they decided to make a movie about it. Yeah, yeah, like I wish there was a Seinfeld episode about this. Mm-hmm. Makes me a little sad, but so we also have Steven Spielberg to thank for this. The first two trailers had Jerry Seinfeld trying to make a live action B movie. After watching the disastrous results, Steven Spielberg asks, "Why don't you just make it a cartoon?" <laughs> Steven Spielberg was the partner in crime for this movie. <laughs> That's not as surprising as it should have been. No. Speaking of live action, kind of off topic. Do you see what? Maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll do a live action remake. You know, oh, after Disney is getting so successful with their live action yeah, remakes, you see, maybe. Where, you see who Donald Glover got cast? Oh as? yeah, Simba. Simba. I hate everything about this. What's the point? In making this movie, if you're just gonna have James Earl Jones play the same character he played in the cartoon, why even because remake now, it? Well, no, no. Listen, what? Listen, why not? No, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> why remake and, and it? Just I, do and animation. Girl, why are you lying? Over, girl, why are you Mufasa? Just do. Yeah, Mikasa Sukasa. Yeah. This. Just do the live a- the live action stuff. Do you see the quotations I'm making with my claw hands? Um, just do the live action stuff over the original voice work. If you're if you're that committed, just be like, oh, just take Matthew Broderick, kill but, the man. By the way, um, no, that that, 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 would, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, that, that'd be no. ridiculous. Also, Matthew Broderick is in the B movie. Kill the man. Killed two men. So, is he in the B movie? Sure is. Oh yeah, he's his friend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. This is just a bad movie. Uh, Renee Zellweger for some reason in it. Patrick Warburton just. John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock. Yeah. Kathy Bates. Yeah. Larry King. Who plays oh, yeah. it's a B. Larry King. Where he, he plays B. Larry King. And then they start making jokes. They're like, hey, do you know the humans have a guy named Larry King? And his show like, looks just like this. Like, they try to get like kind of meta about it. They'll be like, oh, how mocking all those terrible parodies of real shows that animated movies tend to do or by calling attention to it. And it's like, it doesn't work. What is this movie? <laughs> like, pick some <laughs> consistency. <laughs> I also want to point out Ray Liotta, also in this. Oprah Winfrey, in this. Don't forget Sting. Sting. I was just I was saving that one for last. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I I hate this movie. I get it. It's it's a joke on the internet. Its horribleness is the joke, but I just can't can't it's so horrible though yeah and then just like the weird finale when they're just like oh bees stopped pollinating the world and now everything's dying 
but then there's these flowers that are conveniently still around in Spain, and we have to fly them on the plane, and then the bees are flying the plane, and you're just like, why couldn't you have just made a simple movie about bees and bees doing bee things and not interacting with humans and not falling in love with humans and not suing humans in court? Oh, like, we already God. had a bug's life and ants. Just just go off of that. Just just, yeah. just follow their example. Indeed. <laughs> Guys, let's move on to the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that. But you're wrong and I hate you. David. The final segment. The final segment. Of course, this is the game where we take a review from Flickster, Rotten Tomatoes, same thing. Um, and then, if it's a good movie, we find a bad review. If it's a bad movie, we find a good review. Uh, and then one of us reads the review. The other two try and guess it from what was uh, in said bad review. David, you've got the review for us this week. What are we looking at? So this is a two-star movie. Oh, a two-star. Here we go. But I'm a five-star man. I'm a, I'm a five-star man. I'm a five-star man. <laughs> You'll know I peak. All right, David. What All is right. the review? Uh, it has a few swear words in it. Well, just bleep them. Well, just bleep them out. All right. Just bleep them. This is a family show, David. This blank was terrible and not promoted honestly. This movie is really about a dumb murderer with a poor makeup job trying to get another murderer to fix his ugly face. I felt more depressed and evil than usual after watching this film. Stan Lee as a strip club DJ? Dot, dot, dot. I'll pass. This movie... No, no, no. Suicide Squad is better than this movie. And dare I say, Daredevil was better. Alright. Alright. They're trolling at this point. Is it... Are you done? Yes. Is it Deadpool? Indeed it is Deadpool. He felt more evil than normal after watching this movie. How evil do you normally feel, ma'am or sir? Sir. I... But guys, yeah. Suicide Squad is better than Deadpool. Come on. I, I just like... Because the other reviews are pretty solid, so it was kind of hard. But this one, I don't know, just stuck, stuck out to me. Guys, this is Ben. Before we end the podcast, before we end the podcast, okay. we, just, we, got a new sub, we got a new subscriber. We do. On our SoundCloud. I just saw that. My friend, my friend Trevor just followed us. Oh, thank you, Trevor. You're giving me a little shout-out. You, so you, you followed while we're filming an episode. You know what that means. Thank you. Uh, that's all. That's all it means. You, you uh, get a shout out. You get a shout out on the podcast. So you know, if you want a shout out on the podcast, follow us while we do the podcast. Now, here's the thing: none of you know when we do the podcast. It's a little game we like to play. I believe we've we've said it. We've said we general time. We never said actual times. So I think I think it's uh, we're pretty safe. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern. David, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> we're trying to trick them. Pacific <laughs> guys. Island. This what? has been episode 40 of Reboot Already Underway. Uh, thank you guys for listening for 40 weeks. We've been doing this 40 weeks. Um, thank you guys for, for listening, for supporting, for sharing, for liking, for reposting, uh, 
thank you for all that. Uh, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find us at Reboot Already Un on Twitter, Reboot Already Underway on SoundCloud, iTunes. Take a listen, take a gander, download it to your phone, listen to it on a plane. You fly into Australia, going down under, mate, then listen to the podcast. That's what we do. Isn't that right, David? Way to, way to shovel uh, all of our, our Australian viewers that all All two of them. <laughs> oh, we love you. If you're from Australia, we love you. Uh, we're sorry you got a horrible movie starring Nicole Kidman made about your uh, about your country. We're sorry. Um, is is Nicole Kidman Australian? No, no. Yeah, anyway, we'll figure if you want to find us Maybe individually does. on the internet, you can find Aaron, of course, at Little Flame Dude on Twitter, and also because he is the man whose clever blog name was already taken, you can find him at this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr dot. Um, Aaron, you're working on anything right now? Not particularly. No. But of course, we have something that w- we need to work on. But we've <laughs> we've had no. I'm like Aaron. Say the word. We'll bust it out. But I don't think you ever told me to have the initiative on this. Mm, I'm pretty sure I have. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. At this point, we need to wait for another movie to come out. Because it's just too late. We gotta wait, see that, and then we'll we'll do it at this point. Um, and then at that point, we might as well just wait for the other one. <laughs> like, Aaron, what have we done? And at that point, then yeah. there's another one in two months. <laughs> yeah, God, no, we can we can just continue then there's another it. one in like four or five. We're months, giving we're giving too much away. Another... I think I think we're giving too much away. I don't know. I don't know. David, if you want to find him around the internet, you can find him at dbex2s15 on Twitter, also Instagram, Snapchat. He's probably on there. He's snapping away. He's chatting. He's chatting with them snaps. I guess so. Yeah. Um, And if you want to find me, Jake Lacey, on the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. I've been tweeting more about movies lately, so if that's what you follow me for, (laughs) I'm sorry that you've had to endure these past few weeks. I'm going to try and limit it, and I'm going to try and talk about the things that maybe you're following me for. But I'm also not going to silence myself about things that need to be talked about. You know what? With that, Internet. Can't say that on the podcast. It's been a wonderful And if you want to find me on Tumblr, you can find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr, um, where I am maybe working on something, but not anything really in particular actually yes something but i don't know when it'll be out so well you'll see guys thank (laughs) you for listening this is episode 40 of reboot on your way i'm jacob uh joining me again as always aaron Hahn, david becker uh join us again next week when we talk about and not the bye-bye man we're gonna talk about something else don't. We're gonna talk about the Bible. No, we're not gonna be talking oh, about the Bible. We're right. gonna be talking about the best. No, we're gonna be talking. Don't don't say it. Goodbye, goodbye internet. Goodbye. Don't think it. Oh God. Don't say it.
yeah, this is technically good, but shouldn't we kind of be like, eh, no, it's not. Any idea what that was? No. David's gone. It was. It's on David's line. I'm keeping this in because this is too. Fa this is too fantastic. <laughs>